number one sports station in the nation, KMPC, Los Angeles. Well, first of all, this evening, let's find out about the Angels. Right now, here's Dick Enberg. Opening night is a big day. The Angels host the Seattle Pilots as we begin this 1969 American League season. Our guest is manager Bill Rigney. And it was uh, all too appropriate, rig to just take uh, your starting lineup and perhaps a note or two about the players who will form your starting nine this evening. Well, uh, we're going to lead off tonight, Dick, with uh, Phil Voss, who uh, has had probably as good a spring as any player on our club. He got the most hits on the club. He's a good defensive player, good runner, and uh, has a pretty good eye at the home plate as far as the strike zone. He's going to be in right field. He'll be leading off. Of course, Jim Fergozzi will hit second for us, and... I know coming off last year, we're looking for great things from Jim this year, and as he is too, he's probably in as good a shape as he's ever been in coming out of spring training, so he's going to play shortstop and bat number two for us. Uh, Jay Johnstone is going to play center field tonight, uh, perhaps mainly on, the I guess, the last couple of games that Jay's played. He's hit the ball hard, and uh, uh, it was either a question of uh, either Davalio or he or Repos or a combination of the two of the four. And uh, Vic went into a little bit of a mix-up and has been taking some extra hitting, but Jay has had a hot bat, so he'll be in center field hitting third for us. Uh, Rick Reichardt, of course, uh, who's going to be one of the big guns for us, we hope, this year, is be in left field. And uh, uh, we're looking for, and I know Rick is too, for a better year than he had in 1968. Uh, it might be the year when he's going to get it all done for us. And he has, as a final year as he had last year, we're certainly, and I know he's looking forward to a better one than this year. Dick Stewart will be at first base hitting behind Rick. Uh, he's had a fine uh, spring, and uh, one thing about Dick, you know, uh, when he hits it, I don't think it matters where he's playing because it'll get right carry out of any ballpark. That may be a surprise, though. Stewart, a right-handed hitter against the right-hander Marty Patton. That's right. Well, there be certain. I think there may be certain right-handers that Dick will uh, be able to handle. The home runs I think he hit this spring were mainly against right-handers. And uh, watching him, he's got a good swing going, and right now it's early in the year, and I think while he has got a hot bat, that we ought to take advantage of it. All right, that's Stewart in the number five spot, number six. Uh, that's our little third baseman, Leo Rodriguez, uh, who's, to me, is one of the keys to this uh, entire Angel offense this year. Uh, I think there's, there's going to resol uh, revolve around men like uh, Aurelio. If he hits, it means we're going to have a pretty good attack. He's a fine glove, he's a good playmaker, and he's coming off a, a season where he was injured and where he was hospitalized after having a fine start. And uh, I think, though, that he's learned more. He's, I know he's learned more English. And uh, whether that's good or bad, sometimes we don't know. But uh, he's a fine little player, and we're looking for a good year from him. Uh, Tommy Satriano is going to split the catching with uh, Tom Egan. He's our catcher tonight, uh, off his best year in 1968. So, of course, the other glove, the magic glove, is going to be uh, at second base, Bobby Canopper, happy that his toe is healed enough to play. And uh, I know he had his best year hitting last year for us. So all in all, uh, along with Jim McLaughlin, our starting pitcher, I'm kind of pleased about this lineup. And uh, I think that the uh, players, I can sense it around the clubhouse, that they're wound pretty tightly and uh, we're ready to go. You've gone through it many times as a player and as a manager. Any advice to a rookie announcer who is breaking into the big leagues tonight to, to try to cool the butterflies a bit? Uh, there's no way. You know, it's amazing. No matter how long we play in this game, that first one is always the first one, and there'll be a butterfly in every little stomach around here tonight, you can bet. So you're no different. Come join the flock. <laughs> All right, Bill. Thank you for the visit, and I suppose, uh, needless to say, Angel fans hope that you get off to a winning start. Thank you, Dick. Bill Rigney, our guest. Right now, let's uh, meet the 
try to manage the Seattle Pilots. Joe Schultz in his lineup. Joe, we've heard from Bill Rigney in his starting lineup, and how about yours? Well, uh, Don, we're going to have Tommy Harper playing second base. He'll be leading off first. And as you know, Tom is a very fast man and a real fine base dealer. In uh, hitting second, we'll have Mike Hegan, who's been probably the standout ball player for us this spring. He'll be in right field, and, uh, you know, he can pull that ball through that hole pretty good when Harper's on base. And hitting in the third spot is an old nemesis, I'd say, of the both legs, uh, Tommy Davis, who's done a real fine job for us in left field swinging at bat. Another popular player would be in the fourth spot, Don Mincher, whom everybody knows out here and uh, who's been, uh, I'd say, completely recovered from all his injuries from the past year. Third base, we got Rich Rollins, who's been uh, having a good uh, spring. And center field, in hitting six, we'll have Jim Gosger. Uh, who can cover the ground real well, and, uh, and he, too, has been surprising with the bat. And the hitting seventh will be the catcher, Jerry McNurtney, whom we acquired from the White Sox, and who's a great defensive man, as well as uh, Ray Orler, who will be batting eighth and playing shortstop. And our starting pitcher tonight will be an old favorite from around here who's got been... Uh, got quite a future in front of him, uh, Marty Patton. All right, now what about your pitching plans for tomorrow night? Our pitching plans, well, we were going to start the Steve Barber down, but uh, he's come up with a stiff shoulder. He's going to miss a turn, but uh, and in his place we'll have Mike Marshall. And he's out of the Tiger organization. And that's right. Joe, uh... Uh, I just saw Marvin Milks upstairs. He was a little on the nervous side. How about you? Huh? Well, uh, uh, we all get nervous on the opening day of the season, just like going into a World Series. I happen to be in the three World Series, and any time you don't get nervous when they start that first game, well, you got to be nuts then. You know, in 1951 in Wichita, Kansas, and, of course, that ball club was in the Cleveland organization. That's the first time I ever had a chance to see you manage. And you and Chris Pelicutis, who now is an umpire with the National League, you tangled a few times. And from that point on, when was your next opportunity of managing? Well, I went on managing the Don. I managed from that time all the way up to uh, 1962. And uh, when I finished up with the uh, with the Atlanta club down there, when we won the Little World Series and everything. And after that, I went over to the Cardinals as a coach and been with them ever since. Well, I know this. They picked quite a guy. And uh, uh, I, I don't have to uh, go around and ask too many people uh, uh, as far as the recommendations or references for Joe Schultz because you've established a great name for yourself and I know that uh, all of us in the Angels organization kind of fear this outfit. You, you put together a team that's going to go out and pound out a few runs. Well, we were going to score a lot of runs, Don, but I'll say this to you. you got to give credit to the uh, Los Angeles ball club here, too. I'd say the Anaheim Angels. Uh, they, they have a real good ball club and Bill Rigney's a real fine manager, but uh, it's going to be a knockdown drag out affair and uh, before this season's over, with you, a lot of clubs are going to hear from us. You haven't elevated yourself uh, up from the number three spot as yet. You're going to figure you're going to settle for third in the division? Well, I'll, I'll be happy to finish there. So are uh, a lot of ball clubs, but uh, I always did say this, that the players play the way they're capable of playing, uh, we'll do all right, and we, we have a chance to finish in third place. Joe, I want to thank you very much and want to wish you the best. Thank you. The 1969. Thank you. Joe Schultz, and we'll continue with Angel Warm-Up in just a moment. California Angels Baseball is brought to you by Chevron Dealers Standard Station. Come to Chevron Island and win Wiki Wiki Dollars, the king of the money games. It's colossal. Buy Anheuser-Busch, Brewers of Michelob, Budweiser, and Bush. 
the best popular priced beer in America. Pour yourself a glass or visit our Los Angeles brewery and we will prove it. Buy Continental Airlines, the airline that's better because it wants to be. That's the difference pride makes. Continental Airlines, the proud bird with the golden tail. And by Kent Cigarettes. Light up a Kent and let the good taste happen. Right now, wherever the good times are, millions of smokers are thinking, hey, what a good time for a Kent. The American League opener for 1969, the California Angels and the Seattle Pilots. Good evening, everybody. This is Don Wells with Dick Enberg and Dick Nelson. It's so good to have you with us from Anaheim Stadium. One of the new entries in the American League in the Western Division, the Seattle Pilots take on the Angels this evening. The Pilots, as part of the pregame ceremonies, have just been introduced. First of all, their starting lineup, then Joe Schultz, then the rest of the squad. And now the introduction of the starting nine for the California Ball Club, managed by Bill Rigney. So what can you possibly say? I have been privileged to hand now for all of the Angels openers since 1961. But I have to say that this is one that uh, I have certainly looked forward to, and I think that mainly because of the men who were in blue, the Seattle Pilots, expansion of the American League and the creation of divisional play. And it certainly should be the outstanding year in the American League of all time. This is centennial year for baseball. Starting pitchers tonight, Jim McLaughlin will be on the mound for the Angels. Mack is 110 and lost 15. Marty Patton, the ex-Angel, will start for Seattle. Marty last year with the California club, 1-4 and lost 4. We've had music tonight. It has been provided by the Kingsman Drum and Bugle Corps. We've had a parade of Orange County mayors and beauty queens and horseless carriages. Parade units including the Shrine, Tin Lizzie's. We've had Mickey Mouse and the Ambassador Sherry Vescos of Disneyland. Knott's Berry Farm float, Anaheim Chamber of Commerce float, as well as the Navy Cruiser float and some fireworks as well. Now, let's pick up this portion of our pregame ceremony.
Jack Gerber on the mound, and this is the fitting finale to the expansion theme. The Angels recreating their 1961 entry out of the American League. And on the mound, the winning pitcher, our opener at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, right-hander Eli Gerber, big 33. And Albie Pearson standing out to play, and it was Albie who led off the game with an historic hit. And Eli's battery mate, opening day in Baltimore, Earl April. Production of Albie Person to have these three on hand. Now you talk about some goose pimples, a little nervousness, and to see, hey, the right-hander pumps is still pumps it pretty well. Eli Gerba, Earl Averill, Albie Person representing the 1961 entry in the American League for the Angels. Well, now we can get down to the business at hand, I think, because we've had some something outstanding in the way of opening night ceremonies at Anaheim Stadium. The umpires are coming out. Let's take a look at the lineups now. So this is now business as usual as we start off the brand-new American League season. Leading off and playing at second base for Seattle will be Tommy Harper. Mike Hegan will be in right field. Hegan in right batting second to be followed by the left fielder Tommy Davis. Davis in left. Don Mitcher will be at first base. Mitcher at first. Rich Rollins will be at third base. Rollins at third, batting fifth. Jim Gosker will be in center field. Gosker in center. Jerry McNurtney will do the catching for Seattle. McNurtney behind the plate. Ray Euler at short. Euler at short, batting eight. Marty Patton, the pitcher. Now the Angels take the field. Leadoff man will be right fielder Bill Voss. Jim Fregosi will be at short. Jay Johnstone in center field batting third. Rick Reichardt in left field as a little aerial bombardment is on hand now. Reichardt in left batting fourth. Dick Stewart will be at first base. Aurelio Rodriguez will be at third. Rodriguez in third batting sixth. Tommy Satriano will do the catching. Sir Thomas behind the plate. Then the second base, Bobby Canop. Canop at second. And the pitcher, Freckles and his friends, the redhead, Jim McLaughlin. Say, listen for your name during Home Run for the Money, Kent and Newport and Crew's exciting new game. Tonight's home run inning will be the bottom of the fifth. And our prize, $1,000. So that will be the home run inning this evening as we start play in this new season. Well, I know that he's a little bit on the nervous side. It's certainly understandable. Bullet to my left begins his first year of Major League Baseball broadcasting. And I think it's Bill Rigney, Bill Dick, and the pregame show and pregame his lineup will just join the club because told many, many years ago, if you ever lose that feeling, uh, then you're out of business. You just, uh, every year, with every opening, it just seems to build and build and build because the excitement is always there. And actually, you don't need anything in the way of so-called World Series flooding or decoration to bring it about either because this is it now with all of the rigors of spring training behind us. Now to get ready for the start of things that are just a good, solid, honest count from this point through 162 games. So, Dick Enberg, Richard, I just say join the club. We'll have some fun with it tonight, then we'll all see what happens here in 1969. Thank you, Don, and good evening, everyone. And uh, I just hope the words arrive in time for the opening pitch. I suppose there are many fans listening right now who held a lifetime ambition to be a Major League Baseball player. I was one of them, Don was one, and Don has been with baseball, Major League Baseball, for 20 years. And tonight I'm 
a 34-year-old rookie, and have to, I have to be the most excited man in the ballpark. This is a dream come true, and I'm pleased to have the opportunity provided by Gene Autry. Jim McLaughlin to pitch for the Angels. Tom Satriano down in his crutch to give the sign. Nestor Shylock, the plate umpire, says play ball to wind up the pitch. And Tommy Harper lines one foul down the right field line, and the 1969 Angels season is alive. McLaughlin administers the first heartbeat to the brand-new Seattle Pilots. Tommy Harper, a right-handed hitter from Cincinnati and then with the Cleveland Indians last year. Batted 217, the one-strike pitch high over his head, and Harper had to fall down on his backside to elude the inside fastball. A ball and a strike to Tommy Harper. He'll be followed by right fielder Mike Hegan and the left fielder Tommy Davis. I say things are genuinely underway. <laughs> the second pitch of the game, and Harper sits down. A curveball is high and inside, two and one. Defensively for the Angels, Rodriguez at third, Fergosi at short. Bobby Cannot back in the outfield grass at second. Dick Stewart is the first baseman in the outfield. Reichardt in left, John Stone in center, Voss in right. The pitch swung on, grounded sharply inside the bag, fair, down the left field line. Harper racing around first as Reichardt runs the ball down in the corner, and Harper's in standing with a leadoff double for the Seattle Pilots. This Seattle ball club, as they arrived at Anaheim Stadium tonight, a most serious group of young men, and they basically are young. They didn't want a kid. There was no frolicking. They hardly would give you a hello. They are here to try to begin a whole new era in the great Northwest with a victory. Here's Mike Keegan, the top hitter in the spring for the Seattle team. Harper at second. The pitch to the left-handed batter is a fastball called strike. Dave Distel of the Register here in Orange County. Tonight's official score. No one out. Tommy Harper at second base. Top of the first inning. Mike Keegan, whose father played many years behind the hitter at the with Cleveland. Takes a fastball at the knees. Strike two call. Mike this spring batted 385 to lead the pilots in hitting. He scored the most runs, 16. Had the most hits, 30. And knocked in the most runs, 13. Last year at Syracuse, batted 304. McLaughlin stares in, gets his sign, working from the belt, checks second base, the 0-2 pitch. On its way now to Hegan. Curveball inside. One and two. Seattle in the spring, 1-12, lost 16, and defeated the Angels three out of the four times they met. The Angels... Broke even, winning 14 and losing 14 in the spring. Keegan will try to ground that ball to the right side and move Harper along. The 1-2 pitch. Swung on and looped foul behind home plate out of play. Right into the lower press box section, and that picked off somebody's glasses. And there they go down the screen. Evidently was an ashtray that is spinning down the screen. That's a nice little opening night trick, too. You don't see many of those. Well, that was a flying saucer there for a minute. <laughs> One and two to Mike Keegan. McLaughlin ready. He delivers. Swung on. Long drive to right center field. It's very deep. Back to the wall is Johnstone. Hegan will touch them all.
nothing. On a double by Harper, a home run by Hegan, and the pilots are very much alive and early, and as predicted. And, Don, this has to bring back memories from nine years ago. That's right, with a lot of, uh, a lot of this home run power, and we may, we may see much more of it tonight, Dick. Davis, the hitter, takes a curveball outside. Kind of surprised that Mack didn't stay with another breaking ball there. He decided that he tried enough of my guess, and then it was a perfect guessing game. It came to an end with Hegan guessing going to come in with a fastball here, and he, and he did. Tough hitter, Davis, 367 on the spring. Swung on, drive right up the middle and into center field. A base hit for Davis, and the Pilots have three in a row. And that one almost took the right kneecap of Jim McLaughlin with it as he drilled it right through the box and into center field. And here's Don Mincher. Bill Rigney out of the Angel dugout with Tom Satriano and shortstop Jim Fregosi, and undoubtedly he's asking McLaughlin what's happening. Well, maybe the height of the mound has diminished overnight because uh, these pitches by McLaughlin now up this low slope are he's getting the ball up. He did there with Davis. We asked Bill before tonight's game about the height of the mound, and he said it is exactly four inches high. That is down considerably from the 15 last year. The regulation this year is 10 inches. And for some reason, in developing the mound area here in Anaheim Stadium, they measured it. It's four inches high. So basically, McLaughlin and all pitchers until that is rectified will be pitching off the ground. No advantage at all. Don Mincher digs a toll hole in the batter's box. Rigney back in the dugout. Tommy Davis leads from first base. And Mincher, who hit two home runs this spring, both against the Angels. Oh, how he'd love to repeat Hegan's act. He swings and drives one foul down the first baseline as he ripped it just beyond the bag in Dick Stewart. Umpire Lou DeMuro motioning with both hands to the stands, indicating it was a foul ball. Nestor Shylak, the home plate umpire, Lou DeMuro at first, Jerry Newdecker at second, and Jake O'Donnell at third base. Mincher batted 262 in the spring. One strike pitch on its way. Inside and by Satriano, it hit Mincher. It hit Mincher on the right leg as he tried to skip away from it. So Mincher gets up slowly and now trots emotions for the trainer to go back in the dugout. He trots the first base. their first out in their history. Lead 2-0 and have Davis at second base and Don Mincher at first base. And here's former Minnesota third baseman Rich Rollins. The pitch to Rollins, taken for a strike at the knee, the fastball. In the National League, Atlanta defeated the San Francisco Giants for the second night in a row, 10-2. Felix Mian hit a grand slammer for the Braves. Ernie Banks hit two home runs to lead the Cubs to a 7-6 win over the Phillies in 11 innings at Wrigley Field. McLaughlin checks Davis and delivers to Rollins. Swung on, fly ball, should be easy for Reichardt. He's back a couple steps and to his left and makes the catch. The throw in from Reichardt gets over the glove of Fregosi, but McLaughlin was backing up the play at third base. No advance. Davis returns to second. Mincher at first. The Pilots were their first out. A fly ball out to left by Rich Rollins. 
Here's Jim Gosker, who hit 365 this spring, left-handed batter. Only up 150 times for Oakland last year. Batted 180. The pitch to Gosker. Curve and the dirt gets away from Satriano, but just behind him, and he quickly scoops it back with his glove. Davis back to second. Mincher leads from first. One ball count to Jim Gosker, the pitch. Inside with a fastball, spins Gosker away. On deck is the catcher, Jerry McNurtney. The two-ball pitch to Gosker. Outside, ball three with a fastball. And McLaughlin working himself into quite a jam here in the first inning. Frankie Crisetti, third base coach. And outside, ball four. A fastball, and Gosker walks to load the bases. Before you get to that point, now look out, because uh, sooner or later, he's going to have to compensate for this, and now you're in a trouble area. Here's McNurtney, who with the Sox last year batted only 219. But against the Angels' lifetime, a 295 hitter. He's always been troublesome, a tall right-handed batter. Had a good spring, hitting an even 300. One out, bases loaded. The pitch to McNurtney. Swung on, line drive over the head of Fregosi. It's in for a base hit. One run scores. Mincher on his way from third. The throw by Reichardt to the plate is high, and Mincher slides in with a fourth Seattle run. McNurtney delivers with the bases loaded. He did not hit the ball that hard, but his humpback liner was over the shortstop for Gosey's head into short left field, and Seattle, on a two-run homer by Hegan and a bases loaded single by McNurtney, have taken a 4-0 lead, and here comes Rigney, and he'll be taking the redhead back to the dugout with him. Young Jim McLaughlin, who won two games this spring and had pitched most effectively, can't get through the first inning on opening night. He allows a leadoff double to Tommy Harper. A two-run home run by Mike Keegan. Tommy Davis drilled a single to center. He hit Don Mincher. He got Rollins to fly to left, but then walked Jim Gosker to load the bases, and Jerry McNurtney hit the first pitch into left field for a two-run single. And it's Seattle 4, the Angels yet to come to bat. And I know, Don, this does not surprise you. It's, it's surprising that McLaughlin was cuffed so hard in the first inning, but it is not surprising at all for those of us who saw Seattle this spring to note the fact that they're just going to hit well all year long. They're going to be in every ball game, regardless of their pitching, because they are going to score runs. Ray Fuller. Now, the young man, uh, the left-hander from Carson Newman in Tennessee, Clyde Skeeter-Wright, to try to bail out McLaughlin. Here in the top of the first inning, the Pilots still have runners at second and first, leading four to nothing. And here is the shortstop, Ray Euler, right-handed batter, swings and chops it foul toward the Angel dugout. Euler with the world champion Detroit Tigers last year. And, of course, he can field his position as well as any big leaguer. His hitting has always been questionable, and last year batted only 135 with the Tigers. Chokes up on the bat, right-handed hitter. Angels play him straight away. Outfield just a step or two to the left. Angels at double play depth in the infield as Wright checks back at the runners, and the one-strike pitch is low and blocked by Satriano. The runner's trying to advance, and Satriano can't find it, and both runners move up 90 feet. The ball 
booted just under the glove of Satriano and came to rest right between his feet. So when he turned around, he still couldn't see it. He did not know where the ball was, and by the time he picked it up, both runners had moved to third and to second base. That puts Gosker at third and McNurtney at second and takes away the double play possibilities. The one-and-one one pitch coming up to Euler is low, two-and-one. Charge right with a wild pitch. The Pilots lead four to nothing and threatening to score more. The left-hander right is set. He rocks into his motion the pitch. Taken low, ball three. Three and one to Euler. The base at first is open. The pitcher on deck, Marty Patton. And for the ex-angel right-hander, it has to be comforting as he stands in that non-deck circle to know that he starts this game with at least a four-run pad. to watch out for him offensively, too. He can swing that stick. 3-1 to Euler. Taken high. Ball four. And the bases are loaded again. We pause for station identification. This is the Angels Baseball Network. This is Don Reed, KMPC News. When the news breaks, KMPC puts the pieces together. Stay tuned following the game for the latest news. KMPC. Los Ninth man to bat for Seattle in the first inning. Still only one out. Bases loaded. The Pilots lead 4-0. The pitcher, Marty Patton, with a chance to add a couple more runs to his total. The first pitch by Wright. Swung on. Line drive down the right field line. It is hooking foul. By five feet, Patton misses at least two more runs and maybe three. that out the two times that when Marty was able to come to bat for the Angels last year. A little late on the fastball, but he got good wood on it and sent it down the first baseline. And it just did miss that foul line by about five feet. Runners return to their bases. And Wright serves up the one-strike pitch. High. One and one. Slide looks quick tonight. Angels now would like to come up with their patented defensive stopper, the double play. And Fergosian Kanap edging towards second base and playing that double play depth as Wright pitches the 1-1. Foul back to the screen. And Marty Patton had a good cut at that one. I think his signature for the Seattle team, Dick, here at the beginning of things is the fact that Joe Schultz as a manager does not like timid hitters. He doesn't like defensive hitters. We haven't seen a defensive hitter go up there tonight. We haven't seen a Seattle hitter, and they've gone through the first nine swing and miss a pitch yet in the first inning. They've gotten a piece of it, fair or foul. The one-two delivery. Strike three call. at the knees gets Marty Patton two away for the Pilots and Tommy Harper hitting for the second time here in the first inning. He let it off with a ground ball double down the third baseline. In the preseason game won by the Pilots 14-9 they batted around in two different innings. The pitch from right. Swung on, chopped toward third. Rodriguez backhands it and gets the force to third. And 
first inning, they score four runs on one, two, three, four hits. No angel errors and three men left on base. End of the first half of the first, Seattle four, the angels come to bat. Want to play Kent Newport and True's home run for the money? You could win $1,000 or more. Nothing to buy. If you're over 21, send your name and address to Home Run for the Money. Box 3, Los Angeles, California, 90051. Along with the bottom flaps from two packs of Kent Newport or True. Or print the word Kent Newport or True in plain block letters on two pieces of 3x5 paper. That's Box 3, Los Angeles, California, 90051. A new game every week, so play every week. Then listen here for your name. Void where prohibited. What a good time. What a good time for a kid. Hey, hey, what a good time. The good taste of Kent was meant for a day like today. Anytime, anywhere the fun is, you light up a Kent and good taste happens. The Angels to hit now in the bottom of the first inning against their former teammate, right-hander Marty Patton, who was 26 years old just uh, last Sunday, Easter Sunday. Marty last year with the Angels, pitching most effectively in the last half of the year, finished with a 4-4 four and four record, mostly in relief, with a 2.79 ERA. He's very happy that with Seattle, he's getting a chance to start. He feels that's where his future lies. Defensively behind him, Rich Rollins will be at third base. The shortstop, Ray Euler. Tommy Harper converted from the outfield is at second base. And Don Mincher at first. In the outfield, Tommy Davis patrols left. In center field, Jim Gosker. In right, Mike Keegan. The catcher is Jerry McNurty. And the Angels to face Patton here in the first inning. Bill Voss, Jim Fregosi, and Jay Johnstone. Trailing 4 to nothing. Voss acquired in the trade with the White Sox for Sammy Ellis, the leading Angel hitter this spring, 4-44. Patton, both hands on his knees, gets a sign from McNerdney, and Voss steps out. So Patton, on the, before he even throws the first pitch, gets involved in a staring down match. And that 22nd rule uh, will be invoked. Line drive, for center, racing in is Gosker, and he catches it off his knees. So Voss drives it sharply toward center. Gosker hesitated a moment halfway on his run toward the ball, then had to get to full speed again and caught the ball between his knees and ankles. Voss lines to center. One away for the Angels. And Jim Fregosi, the shortstop. Patton ready. Rocks into his motion and delivers. A strike call. A fat ball at the knees over the inside corner. Fregosi. Happy that 1968 is behind him. He hit only 244. Chokes up slightly against the right-hander, Patton. Who's ready and delivers. Swung on, blind drive to center field, but it's right at Gosker, and he makes the play. So the Angels hit two shots to center, but have nothing to show for it. And here's the center fielder, Jay Johnstone. Center fielder, Jay Johnstone. Interestingly, in the first inning, Tommy Harper started it with a ground ball double inside the bag. The ball he hit to end the inning was exactly in the same place, hit about as hard. But Rodriguez was playing a little deeper and a little closer to the line, was able to backhand it and get the force out. 
the pitch to John Stone. Swung on, drive toward right through into right field for a single. So John Stone lines one on one, hop through the hole into right field, and the Angels have their first base runner in 1969. John Stone on a hitting tear, and that's why he's in the starting lineup tonight. Had four hits in the last exhibition game Sunday against Oakland. Rick Reichardt, the cleanup hitter and left fielder, who led the team in home runs and RBIs last year and in RBIs this spring with 19. Big, strong, right-handed hitter, and Patton is ready. Checks the runner in the pitch. Rounded toward third and through in the left field. So John Stone finds the hole to right, and Reichardt grounds the single through the hole to left. And the Angels, with two out, have two on. Right-hander from Charleston, Illinois, hasn't exactly fooled anyone as yet. Whether it's been fastball or, in this case, the curveball to Reichardt. Dick Stewart. And here's Dick Stewart. Well, Stewart could make it interesting for Angel fans in a hurry with one swing. The big, strong, right-handed hitting first baseman who has won a job again in the American League. He told me before the game he has never hit a home run in the first game of a season. But he said with a twinkle, I might start tonight. The pitch. Fastball, strike call on the outside corner. First report from San Diego, and the Astros scored in the first inning, lead 1-0 in the top of the second. That's Don Wilson for Houston against Dick Selma of the Padres. John Stone at second, Reichardt at first. Two outs, bottom of the first. Seattle leads 4-0. Dick Stewart, the hitter, one strike to count. Harper sneaking in towards second, trying to keep Johnstone close. Patton checks back, and here's the pitch. Outside with a slider, and he just missed. One and one. Patton, in fact, as he saw that Shylock was not going to call that a strike, uh, turned his head sharply to one side as if to say, looked like a pretty good pitch. Tommy Davis, very deep in left field. Goscore. Goscore not around as far as you might expect into left center. And way around into right center is the right fielder, Hegan. The pitch. Taken on the corner. Strike two call. Good fastball by Marty Patton. Stewart did not like the call. One ball and two strikes the count. Stone with a walking lead from second base. Reichardt with a big lead at first, and the Don Mincher is playing very deep behind him. One ball, two strikes, and hadn't been using the fastball on Stewart. Here it comes. Curve outside and just missing again. Two and two. Stewart, although he is a power hitter, and most long ball hitters have bad reputations as far as knowing the strike zone tend to chase bad pitches. That is not true with this veteran 36-year-old former Pittsburgh and Boston star. He knows the strike zone very well. Two balls, two strikes to Stewart. Two runners on. The pitch fouled back into the mezzanine level. Stewart asks for the pine tar rag. A little better grip on that new Louisville slugger. My wife got came up with that foul tip from Dick Stewart. How about that? 
My wife seated down a level below her in the press box area, wound up with a baseball. Hey, that'll make the whole Enberg family happy. They might get her out here again under those circumstances. 2-2 two, two to Stewart. Swung on and missed. Strike three. For the Angels in the first inning against Patton. No runs, two hits, no errors, two left at the end of one at Anaheim Stadium. The Pilots four, the Angels nothing. Say, fans, you know who the most popular king in the world is? Why, he's Wiki Wiki, the king of money games. And he's working overtime, printing up a colossal list of royal Wiki Wiki winners. Lucky winners like these. C. Jackson, Mrs. Edwin Norton, Evan Lee Buckles, Gay D. Medlock, Delta Euskuritis, Henry Farfan, William Tyrone Hill is a winner, as is Ken L. Williams, Fred Darling, Charles J. Keyes, Dwayne E. Teach, and Lorna J. Friddle. Yes, why don't you join Lorna J. Friddle and our other Wiki Wiki winners and get your name on the King's Royal list. Then come to Chevron Island and win Wiki Wiki Dollars. It's the King of Money Games with over $2,300,000 in cash and merchandise available. And no purchase is necessary. You just pick up your game card at over 3,000 standard stations and participating Chevron dealers. And win Wiki Wiki Dollars. Wiki Wiki where prohibited, winners pay through April 27th. Top of the second inning, Seattle 4, the Angels nothing. Clyde Wright will face Mike Hegan, who crashed a two-run home run over the right center field boards in the first inning. Then Tommy Davis and Don Mincher. Mike Hegan, right field. Marvin Miltz, who has always had a great reputation for being able to select baseball talent. May have made the steal of the decade when he picked this young man away from the Yankee chain. Check swing, strike call, the curveball at the knees. Hegan was bought outright from the Yankee Farm Club at Syracuse where he hit 304 last year. Closed stance. Left-handed hitter. The one-strike pitch curve. Chop foul. Back to the screen. 0-2. Seattle uniforms are powder blue, the road uniforms, powder blue with dark blue and yellow trimming. Seattle emblazoned across the front of the jersey. The old two pitches downstairs with a fastball one and two. The yes on the hat and a lot of gold braid around the hat. Alive. The uniforms are very much alive in color. The pitch. Strike three called. A slider on the corner. So Clyde Wright gets his second strikeout. Keegan caught looking. Here's Tommy Davis. Davis singled sharply up the middle. And I believe his drive against Jim McLaughlin rattled the young right-hander as much as the home run that had preceded Davis by Hegan. In that first inning, a double by Harper, home run by Hegan, Seattle 2 nothing. Then Davis singled, Mincher hit by a pitch, Gosker walk, and McNurtney singled. Fastball on the corner, strike one to Tommy D. That's where McLaughlin exited. 
Ray Euler then walked, the first man that Clyde Wright faced, and he struck out Patton and got Harper to ground a third. Davis swings and sends a drive toward Wright, racing back his boss. He's near the warning track and makes the play. Davis shoots a line drive to deep right field. Bill Voss makes the catch. Seattle with two away, and here's Don Mincher, who scored the fourth Seattle run in the first inning after being hit by a pitch. You talk about convenience. Well, Continental Airlines has seven convenient nonstop golden fan jets from L.A. to Chicago every day. The pitch from right. Chop towards second on two big hops to Knopf. And it's an easy play for the Golden Gloves second baseman. And the pilots are out in order in the second inning. No runs, no hits, no errors. And after an inning and a half in Anaheim Stadium, pilots four, angels nothing. Last year, four million people toured Anheuser-Busch breweries. They saw the extra time and care we take in brewing our beer. They saw the quality ingredients used in brewing bush. They were told how the carbonation in bush is in brew, not pumped in like some other beers. Of all the popular priced beers, only bush has in-brewed carbonation. Visit our Los Angeles brewery and let us prove to you what makes bush the best popular priced beer in America. After all, Four million Americans can't be wrong. Bottom of the second inning. The Angels trailing Seattle 4-0. Other scores around the American and National League today and tonight. From Oakland, a report that Dick Green has just hit a three-run home run in the Oakland fifth inning, and Oakland leads Chicago White Sox 3-2. It is 2-2. Pittsburgh and St. Louis now playing in the 13th inning. This afternoon... Boston beat Baltimore 5-4 in 12. In 12 innings, Kansas City nipped Minnesota 4-3. Detroit over Cleveland 6-2. In the National League, tonight the Atlanta Braves defeated San Francisco 10-2. It was the Cubs 7, Philly 6 in 11 innings. And Willie Smith, the ex-Angel, hit a home run in the 11th to win it for the Cubs. And Montreal defeated the Mets 11-10. It's 1-0. Houston leads San Diego in the second inning. Rodriguez to face Patton. Swings, line drive, single, right field. Over to play it is the right fielder, Hegan, and fires into second base. Rodriguez with a broken bat, single to right field. The third hit off Patton. And here's catcher Tom Satriano. Number two. Catcher Tom Satriano. And although he has been with the Angels since their first year, 1961, this is his first start in an opener. Chokes way up on the bat. Left-handed hitter. Rodriguez with his lead. The pitch is way outside. Ball one with a fastball. So Marty Patton, although he's able to lean on a 4 nothing cushion, has not been fooling the Angel hitters, giving up three hits and two line drive outs. No one away, bottom of the second. Rodriguez at first, the pitch to Satriano. Swung on, drive towards center, racing in. Is the center fielder, Gosker. He has to hold up and play it. He throws the second, not in time. So 
Satriano jams with an inside fastball. Lofted one over second base into short center field, and Gosker racing in had to hold up and let it bounce on one hop in front of him. Rodriguez gambling that he would not get to it was able to scramble into second base before Gosker's throw. So the Angels put no one out in the last of the second inning. Have runners at second and first base, and here's second baseman Bobby Knopp. Slide right to pitcher to bat next. Seattle infield at double play depth. They play Knopp straight away. In the outfield, as Patton working from the stretch looks back at Rodriguez and delivers a curveball that misses high, 1-0. Oh. Eddie Fisher is now warming up in the Angel bullpen. Just in case manager Bill Rigney would want a pinch hit for Clyde Wright. As you know, Wright is the best hitter of the Angel pitchers. He leans on a bat in the on-deck circle. The one ball delivery to come out. Swings, drive toward right field. That's hit well. Racing toward the corner is Hegan. He reaches out and makes a sensational one-handed catch and crashes into the wall. He's been knocked out. No, the ball has been dropped. And here come the Angel runners. One run is in. Rodriguez. Here comes the run from third is Satriano. Now we have two runners at third. Satriano goes back to third. The throw to second will get Knopp. Tommy Davis, I believe, in from left field, made the tag. My, oh, my. What a play is that. And let's see if they can ever square this away as Hegan, making a sensational cash, catch, crashed into the barrier in right field, totally out of control as he crashed into the wall just after making the catch. The ball fell out of his glove. And the indecision on the part of the Angel base runners was whether or not the ball had been called, caught or not. It had not been caught in the judgment of the first base umpire, Lou DeMuro, and Joe Schultz, the Seattle skipper, is out arguing the point with him right now. As Hegan, after a long run deep into the corner at the warning track, reached out, he's a left-handed thrower, backhanded the ball, his next step carried him right into the barrier. As you know from the foul pole to the bullpen, a curve of about 30 feet, it is well padded. And that padding may have saved Mike Hegan's baseball career as he slammed without any means of protecting himself into that barrier. And the recoil effect, the whiplash, dropped him on the warning track. The ball fell out of his glove. The Angels thought the out had been made. No one was running. And then suddenly, half-heartedly, they all began running. One run is scored. Rodriguez from second base. Satriano, who had held up on the play despite the fact that the man who hit the ball, Kanop, was on his heels. He stopped at third. Kanop was already at third. Tommy Davis alertly came in from left field to help out the infield, and he made the tag of Kanop trying to get back to second base. Now the concern centers near the Seattle bullpen where Mike Hegan is being aided by the entire Seattle roster. They're all down there concerned with the health of this bright young outfielder. It's a two-base hit for Bobby Knopp. The Angels pick up a run, and the pilots with a 4-1 to mark. They're making an announcement now that Bobby Knopp had passed the runner, and that was not the case. As Tommy Satriano was not passed by Bobby Knopp, at least I didn't see it. It may have... We're so concerned with Higgins. It may have occurred earlier, however, as they made the turnaround second base because quite often when people say that they have seen everything out here, you're so concerned with what happens in the case of Higgins and watching for the sign that you're not really conscious of what's happening out of the bases. 
until all this clutter starts. And that may have occurred as they rounded second base. Bobby may have just gone a half stride past Tommy Satriano, and then Tommy started to pick up speed once again. So it's a run in. Now they flash single on the board. They had double up there earlier. We'll just have to wait now for the official scorer to completely make up his mind as to how this is going to be called. The pilots lead cut to three. Well, young Mike Hagan has been replaced by Steve Whitaker in right field. Whitaker jogging out to that position now, and Hagan assisted from the right field corner into the Seattle dugout behind first base and being held by both arms the way two trainers might assist a fighter who has just been knocked out back to the dressing room. He was very wobbly, but he appeared, at least, as he was able to leave under his own power with, with the assistance of two fellow players. He appeared not to be seriously injured, and we're so pleased to report that. As Mike Hegan crashes, making a brilliant catch into the barrier in the right field corner, and as the dust clears, Hegan appears to be all right, although he's out of the game, replaced by Steve Whitaker. The Angels score one run. You credit Bobby Knopp with a single and an RBI. Tom Satriano is at third base. Knopp is out for having passed Satriano on the bases. As Satch undoubtedly, as was the case with all of us, in a frozen action, wondering if Hegan was seriously injured after that vicious collision. Evidently, Knopp, as he rounded first, ran right by Satriano. Number 19, Steve Whitaker. Whitaker in right field, and the Angels will use a pinch hitter here for Clyde Wright. It's Vic Davileo. Davileo to bat for Clyde Wright. With one out, and Tom Satriano at third base. Angels would like to check in that run, trailing four to one, last of the second inning. The pitch high and inside to Davileo, and Vic has to lean on his right hand to get out of the way. As buzzing him inside with a fastball is the right-hander Patton. The pitching coach for the Seattle Pilots, a man rather notorious for some knockdown pitches, Sal the Barber Magley. Davily already. Here's the one-ball pitch. Loop toward left field and hooking down the line. Davis is there to make the catch in foul territory. Satriano late back to the bag, and he'll not be able to advance as Davis's throw comes in. And Tommy has a bad throwing arm. Satriano coming down the line. Attempted to race back to third, but Davis had already caught the ball by the time Sats got there, and that took away any possibility of tagging up and scoring. So Davileo flies to Tommy Davis in foul territory in left field. That was just medium depth foul territory, but Davis has a bad throwing arm. Here's Bill Voss, who lined to center field for the first out in the first inning. Left-handed hitter to face Patton. The pitch is a curveball high. Angels with one run in, two outs. Tom Satriano at third base. The Angels with five hits in the first two innings against the pitcher, Marty Patton. But trail by three. Patton ready. The one-ball pitch. Fly ball to left field. Sliced into foul territory. In comes Davis. Out goes Euler. It's Davis at the line to make the catch. In fair territory. And the Angels are out in the second inning. They get one run on three hits. No errors. And leave one. They've stranded three. And after two full innings of play here at Anaheim Stadium, it's the Pilots four and the Angels one. Hi, everybody. This is John Miley. With a score of 4-1 to one Seattle at the end of two, we are going to miss some action before we go back to Los Angeles and Dick Enberg. 
Fortunately, the portion we have missing from our collection is a rather bland part of this historic game, unless you are a parent of one of the players or one of the players themselves. I will do my best to piece it together for you so you will know what you actually missed in these innings that we are missing. We are missing all of inning three and all of inning four. In my opinion, nothing exciting happened in either of those two innings. We also missed the first two batters of the fifth. We only actually miss one base hit in that little over two innings that we're missing and three walks. Nobody got past second base and nobody came even close to scoring. So we're missing no scoring. This was a very historic year, 1969, in that it was the beginning of divisional play. Also, both leagues took on two new teams. Montreal and San Diego debuted in the National League, and Seattle and Kansas City debuted in the American League. Seattle, named the Pilots, not the Mariners, came on board for only one year. That's all they lasted was just one year. So you are not only hearing the first opener that they ever had, but you're also hearing their last, since they didn't play after 1969. It wasn't until 1977 that Seattle came back into the American League, and they did so as the Mariners. So let's now go to what we are missing, as I promised you I would tell you. The Pilots in the third inning, with Eddie Jean Fisher pitching, for the Los Angeles Angels, he got the side out one, two, three. Rich Rollins grounded out from Rodriguez, the third baseman, to the first baseman, Stewart. Jim Gosker grounded out from Fergosi, the shortstop, to the first baseman, Dick Stewart. And Jerry McInerney popped out to shortstop Fergosi in short left field. Three up, three down, score still four to one in favor of Seattle going into the bottom half of the third. In the bottom half of the third, the Angels, Jim Fergosi, grounded out from Tommy Harper to Mincher, second to first. Jay Johnstone grounded out, first baseman Mincher unassisted, and Rich Reichardt singled into right field. Pitcher Marty Patton then walked Dick Stewart, and Reichardt moved up to second base. So now the Angels had the tying run at the plate in the presence of Rodriguez. Rodriguez stood at the plate and took three strikes and that was it for the Angels in the third inning. Score still 4-1 to one after three. The Pilots in the fourth inning, Kyler grounded out, first baseman unassisted, first baseman being Dick Stewart. Marty Patton, the pitcher, grounded out, second base to first, Knopp to Stewart. Tommy Harper walked. Steve Whitaker grounded out, second base to first, Knopp to Stewart, and the score was still 4-1 to one at the end of three and a half innings. In the bottom of the fourth, in the Angels' fourth, Patton walked Tom Satriano. Bobby Knopp grounded into a double play. Rollins to Harper to Mincher, third to second to first, and there were two out and nobody on. Fisher struck out, and the score was still 4-1 to one at the end of four innings. In the Seattle fifth inning, Tommy Davis flew out to center fielder Jay Johnstone, and Mincher popped out to Rodriguez at third base in foul territory. And we're right up to date. So now let's go back to Los Angeles and Dick Enberg as he's giving scores in the top half of the fifth inning with a score 4-1 to in favor of Seattle. 
Kansas City defeated Minnesota in extra innings 4-3. to three. The Pilots lead here 4-1 to one in the fifth inning, and the Padres are tied 1-1 in San Diego. Knuckleball is low. Thanks to, to Bob Speck, the director of sports programming at KTLA Television here in Los Angeles, our outlet for Angel Telecast. So just please extend our good wishes to Don Wells. We are delighted to have you both with us and hope the association will be a long and happy one. Thank you, Robert. And our thanks also to Alan Rich for his kind words in his syndicated newspaper column. Knuckler misses ball two. Just wish that Bob Speck wouldn't send those wires collect, though. That's <laughs> always bothered me. Is that what that means? <laughs> the big C is for collect. Rich Rollins with two away. Knuckleball misses inside, 3-0. and So Fisher will have to come in with something more palatable for the hitter. And on 3-0, and Rollins looks hopefully down at his third base coach, Frankie Crosetti. On deck, center fielder Jim Gosker. Fisher winds and delivers. Fastball right down the middle of the knees. 3-1. and Now Rollins looks at Crosetti and with a three-run lead, and two away. Rollins may be able to take a crack at this one. Fisher quickly back to the plate. Inside with a knuckleball. Ball four. That's the second walk given up by Eddie Fisher. And with two away in the pilot fifth inning. Here's Jim Gosker. He's 0 for 1. He walked in the first inning. Center field. And grounded to Fregelsi. Who made a fine play behind second base. Gosker, a left-handed batter. Speaking of Fregosi, he was involved in a, of a humorous incident tonight. We'll relate that to you in a moment. Swung on and missed. One-handed swing by Gosker as the knuckleball flittered and floated outside. Fregosi, wearing his new Angel uniform, all the uniforms new tonight, including the new socks, of course, new caps, as the Angels start out fresh, as all ball clubs do on opening night. Here's the one-strike pitch. The runner breaks Rollins. It's off the glove of Satriano. Rollins rounds second. He's going to try for third. Satriano scrambles, throws to third. The slide, he's in. Head first goes Rich Rollins as he was stealing second base. So credit Rollins with the steal of second. He goes to third on the pass ball as the knuckleball got away from Tom Satriano. Very difficult play for the catcher. He sees the runner breaking, so he's jumping out of his crouch to make the catch and the throw. And the tendency, of course, is to take your eye off the knuckleball. And any catcher will tell you, you just can't do that or you'll have a pass ball. The pitch to Gosker swung on and missed. And the pilots are out in the fifth inning. As Gosker goes down swinging, Fisher records his first strikeout. So in the fifth for Seattle, no runs, no hits, no errors, and one left. They've now stranded five. And at the halfway mark in Anaheim Stadium, the score remains the Pilots four and the Angels one. Big A, big D. That spells A-D in capital letters. And you can add fun to the weekend by keeping in mind the big A and big D. A for Angels at Anaheim Stadium, D for Disneyland. The entertainment bargain of the year is coming your way Sunday with the third annual Angels Disneyland doubleheader. The Minnesota Twins at 1 p.m., followed by unlimited rides at Disneyland from 4 until midnight. And it's yours for just one package price. $6 for reserve seats, $7 for box seats. 
We suggest you purchase your tickets tomorrow at any of the following locations. The Anaheim Stadium box office, Disneyland box office, mutual ticket agencies, Buffum's department stores, Wallings Music City, and at United California Banks in Orange County. So that's this Sunday, the Angels Disneyland Family Fun Day. That's uh, a reasonable price for such a big package. $6 for reserve seats, $7 for box seats, the baseball game, and Disneyland. Midnight. Unlimited use of the rides at Disneyland. Pilots, four runs, four hits, doors. The Angels, one run, six hits, doors. Here's Dick. And the Angels are up now in the fifth inning, and this is it. The exciting home run inning brought to you by Kent Newport and crew. Today's jackpot, $1,000. And hitting for... George Meadows of Linwood, California. Bill Voss leading off the Angel fifth inning. The Angels trail by three. The pitch from Patton. Bunt try. Foul toward the Angel dugout. As Voss, who is an excellent bunter, tried to drop the ball down the third baseline. Rich Rollins playing him deep was in on the grass as he made his move, noting the shortened stance by Voss. One strike to the Angel outfielder. Voss tonight has lined out to center field and flew out to left. In, gets a sign from catcher McNurtney. The one-strike delivery inside with a slider, one and one. Fragosi on the in the on-deck circle, continuing the story. After batting practice, looked at his new uniform, and on the front of it, it was A N G E L S, low in the dirt for a ball to loss, two and one. So. <laughs> That brought a chuckle from all the people around the batting cage. Here was the Angels' angle. Angle Fragosi, A-N-G-L-E-S. He says it's going to be some year. He's gone in, and he has a new one on now. It's the correct spelling. 2-1 DeVos. Grounds it sharply, but right at Mincher, who charges the ball and will make the play himself. Gets the out at first base. One away for the Angels. Fergosi, and he'll be hitting for Hazel C. Stein of Tucson, Arizona. $1,000 for Hazel Stein of Fergosi. It's a home run in this home run inning. Angels trail 4-1, to have six hits off Marty Patton. Patton has settled down now and has worked well the last two innings plus. The pitch fastball at the knees for a call strike. It was a day of misspelling for Fregosi. We sat next to him at a luncheon here in Anaheim Stadium this noon, and his name card was spelled Jim Fergosi, F-E-R-G-O-S-I. So it wasn't his day. The pitch, slider outside, one and one. So angles, Fergosi. Patton backs off the rubber, takes a deep breath. Appears in as McNurtney sends out the sign. The 1-1 pitch to Fregosi. Swung on. Loop toward right field down the line. Mincher charging out in foul territory toward the stands. It'll drop in the stands in the second row. Beyond the tarpaulin in right field. They're now in the top of the ninth inning at the Oakland Coliseum with a score of the A's 5, Chicago 2. Fergosi, 0 for 2, lined to center and grounded to second. Angels had Patton on the ropes in the first three innings, but only 
came up with a one run that in the second inning when Knapp's fly ball deep to right field was caught by Egan who crashed into the wall and dropped it the pitch high with a slider two and two in that inning Rodriguez led off in the second with a line drive to right Satriano looped a single to center and with two on and no one out Kanop hit the drive to right field that confused everyone, including the base runners, and Kanop passed Satriano and was out on the play. Inside, ball three, so Fregosi works the count to three and two. Rodriguez scored on the play for the only run. Satriano moved to third, but Kanop was out for passing the runner. Angels failed to get Satriano in from third with one away, and so the score remained four to one. The Pilots on a two-run home run by the injured Mike Keegan was not then, of course, in the first inning. And two more on a bases-loaded single. Fregosi swings, and it's a high foul fly that is bending toward the stance and will fall beyond the Angel dugout. And Kangaroos back toward the terrace boxes, and now the scramble as it comes to rest under someone's seat. Count remains 3-2 and two to Jim Fregosi. In that first inning against McLaughlin, Harper led off with a double. Hagan homered to make it 2 0 in a hurry. Then Davis singled sharply to center. Mincher was hit by a pitch. Gosker walked to load the bases. And McNurtney singled to left to knock in the final two runs for the Pilots. They led 4 0, and McLaughlin, with only one out in the first inning, was removed for relief pitcher Clyde Wright. Since then, Wright and Eddie Fisher have had things in control. 3 2 delivery. Swung on, fouled in the same spot a little farther back. This one may catch the mezzanine level and does in the second row. And it, too, bounds way into the back level of the seats where the white takes place. So Fregosi fouls off two good ones. Count remains three and two. Danny McLean, a three-hitter today as he goes the distance. Tigers beat Cleveland six to two. The pitch swung on long drive to left field. It's deep. Cupid 
strikes to Jay Johnstone. One away, bottom of the fifth inning. Seattle four, Angels two. Here's the pitch. Swung on. Short fly ball to right field. Racing out is Harper, the second baseman. He's there. Waves off the outfielders and makes the catch. Two away for the Angels. Harper gets Johnstone. And here's Rick Reichardt, the Angel cleanup hitter, who's two for two tonight. With Rick ground ball Reichardt. singles to the hole to the left side. And the last time, drilled one on the ground by Minster and Harper into right field. Reichardt is batting for Joe Walsh of Long Beach, California. The jackpot at $1,000. We already have one winner as Fergosi kisses one for Hazel Stein worth a thousand. And that is now being announced on the Big A message board. Hazel Stein, you're in lights at Anaheim. Swinging weakly and missing as Reichardt at the slider last of the fifth inning. Opening night, and we've had just about a bit of everything. On deck, Dick Stewart. That nod's okay to the sign from McNurtney, the one-strike pitch. Swung on, line drive, center field, base hit. Right guard is three for three. And here's Dick Stewart representing the high run for the Angels. Stewart has struck out and walked tonight. And Nick Stewart is batting for Daniel Gaines of Las Vegas, Nevada. Action now in the Seattle bullpen. Diego Segui back up. Right-hander. If Stewart is successful, Aurelio Rodriguez would be the next angel hitter. Here's big Dick Stewart. 36 years old. Last two years with the Taiyo Whales in Japan. And now has won himself another major league contract in the New Look American League. Reichardt has his lead. The pitch by Patton. Taken at the knees. A strike. A good slider. Patton has been able to find home plate with that slider to complement his fastball. He's thrown very few big curveballs. Segui working quickly now. He gets warm down the right field bullpen. The one strike pitch to Stewart. Swung on and missed. Strike two. And Stewart was fooled on an outside fastball. He did not have a good swing. So Patton jumps ahead of the Angel first baseman 0 2. Rick Reichardt with the eighth hit off Patton in four and two thirds innings is at first base. The Angels trail four to two, although the Pilots have half. The Angel hits four. From the belt, here's the pitch. Swings and misses. Strike three. Marty Patton has his fourth strikeout, the second time he's gotten Stewart. So for the Angels in the fifth inning, they get one run on two hits, no errors, and leave one. And with one winner, $1,000 going to Hazel Stein of Tucson, Arizona. We'll be back with our jackpot inning and one of the nine innings tomorrow night against the Seattle team. And the jackpot will be worth... $1,100. Score at Anaheim Stadium. End of five innings. Pilots four, Angels two. Come on, baby. There's 2,300 bucks on your kid. Be cool now. Newport and True bring you Home Run for the Money, the game that puts the Angels at bat for you. Here's the pitch. Each game, one Angel inning will be selected as Home Run inning. During this inning, a name is drawn each time an Angel comes to bat. If it's your name and that Angel hits a home run, you get $1,000. 
If no home run is hit during home run inning, the jackpot increases by $100 next game and keeps building till someone wins. If a grand slammer is hit, you get a $25,000 bonus. To enter, send your name and address to Home Run for the Money, Box 3, Los Angeles, California, 90051, along with the bottom flaps from two packs of Kent Newport or True, or print the name Kent Newport or True in plain block letters on two pieces of 3x5 paper. That's Box 3, Los Angeles, California, 90051. Anyone over 21 can play. Void where prohibited. No purchase necessary. Sixth inning, and Eddie Fisher is warming up to catch it. Tom Satriano. Satriano throws through to second base, and the Angels work it around the infield. For the Seattle Pilots, who lead 4-2 to two in the top of the sixth inning, facing Fisher. It'll be the catcher, McNurtney, in the bottom third of the order. Ray Euler and the pitcher, Marty Patton. Seguie has stopped warming up, so evidently Patton will hit for himself. Fisher... Now in his fourth inning in relief has been outstanding. His first pitch to McCurtney is a knuckler in at the knees for a strike. Eddie came in on the top of the third inning, got the pilots out in order in the third, walked one man in the fourth inning, and walked another in the fifth. Has not allowed a hit. Knuckler in again, strike two to McCurtney, who is responsible for the Seattle lead right now with a score 2-0 in the first inning after Mike Egan had homered over the right field fence. McNurtney singled with the bases loaded to left field to give the Pilots two more and a 4-0 lead. Swung on and just nipped foul back to the screen. 0-2 count remains to Jerry McNurtney. White Sox. Handsome young man. The 0-2 pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three as he chased the knuckleball downstairs. Second strikeout for Fisher. He got Gosker to end the fifth inning. One away. Here's Ray Euler, the shortstop. He walked in the first. Was out unassisted to the first baseman, Dick Stewart, in the fourth inning. Final score from Oakland. The A's have defeated the Chicago White Sox 5-2. John Blue Moon Odom pitched a three-hitter at the White Sox. 5-9-0 for the A's. 2-3-2 two, two for Chicago. The loser was Peters. First pitch to Euler. Knuckleball high. Ball one. They had 23,610 at Oakland tonight. The pitch to Euler. Popped on the infield. Right over the pitcher's mound. Rodriguez comes down from third. Makes the catch. Two away for Seattle in the sixth inning. Let's pause for station identification. This is the Angels Baseball Network. This is Henry Travis, KMPC News. Take a noontime break and catch up on the world around you. The noon news on KMPC Los Angeles. Two away in the Seattle sixth, and pitcher Marty Patton will swing from the right side. Marty tonight struck out and grounded to short. Pretty good hitter. The pitch. Curveball way inside. Ball one. National League scores. San Diego has scored in the sixth inning and leads the Houston Astros 2-1. to one. Ed Spezio homered for the Padres. Atlanta, the first major league team with two victories. Ground ball up the middle. Over second base. Hits the bag and goes into center field. And Marty Patton has the first hit off Eddie Fisher with two away in the sixth inning. And that's the first hit for the Pilots since the looping single to left by Jerry McNurtney with the bases loaded and one out in the first inning. Rudy May. Rudy May. Rudy 
They're warming up now in the Angel bullpen. In 14 innings, Pittsburgh defeated St. Louis 6-2 tonight. It was 7-6, the Cubs over the Phillies. In 11, Ernie Banks hit two home runs to lead Chicago, and Montreal defeated the Mets 11-10 in New York. The pitch to Harper, bunt try, and he's motioning that he was hit, but he was, no, he'll be called back. He was trying to bunt, and if you're hit while trying to hit the ball, it's still a strike. If you swing and miss the ball, and the ball hits you in the middle of the chest, it's still one strike. You don't go to first base if you're trying to hit the ball, and Harper was running up on the knuckleball trying to bunt it, Hit him in the hand, but he was trying to bunt, and Nestor Shylock, the plate umpire, immediately raised his hand and said, that's strike one, come on back and hit some more. Harper is shaking his right hand as he was bitten by that knuckleball and, of course, pinched his hand against the bat. So it's one strike to Harper. Had he not been trying to bunt, then he would have been on first base. Marty Patton returns to first, held on by Dick Stewart. Strike to count to Tommy Harper. Harper started the game with a ground double to left. And then in the same inning, as the pilots batted around, he grounded to third baseman Rodriguez, who got the force at third base. He walked in the fourth inning. The one-strike pitch from Fisher. Low, one and one. So quite an opening day. A lot of close ball games, a lot of extra inning ball games. It appears uh, from the scores on this first day, the hitters had a pretty good time. Knuckleball misses two and one. Dodgers, of course, not scheduled. They'll play the Reds again in Crosley Field tomorrow. Hope you'll join us tomorrow night. The Pilots again with Mike Marshall facing the Angels' Andy Messersmith here at the Big A. Here's the two-one pitch to Tommy Harper. Knuckleball inside off the glove of Satriano, and Patton will move to second base. Satriano back to the warning track behind home plate. Throws the ball to Fisher, who had come off the mound toward home plate. So Patton moves into scoring position as the knuckleball got away from Tom Satriano. A pass ball on Satriano, who is suffering the agony that all catchers must face when having to handle the knuckleball pitcher. Gus Friandos. When he was with the Baltimore Orioles, when they had Wilhelm, was not unhappy at all when Wilhelm was not around. He wasn't very happy when he knew that Wilhelm was coming in. 3-1 to Harper. The pitch swung on. Little fly ball on the infield. It'll be Rodriguez again in on the grass and makes the catch. Before the Pilots in the sixth inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one left. Marty Patton left on the bases, so he didn't get much rest. As the Angels come up in the bottom of the sixth, the score, Seattle four, Angels two. Right now, let's talk about Wicky Wicky, the king of money games. He decrees that the following are now official members of Royal Wicky Wicky winners. We have uh, Louis Samarelli, Rodonna Thompson, Gloria Frame, Walter E. Barris, William Lloyd Shear, Pete Shear, John Bush, Beverly Spray, Patrick Garcia, Don Gross, Lee D. Hanson, and John R. Neal. Wouldn't you like to be a member of royalty? Well, then come to Chevron Island and win wiki wiki dollars. This is the king of money games, over $2,300,000 in cash and merchandise available. No purchase is necessary. Pick up your game card at over 3,000 standard stations and participating 
Shepard dealers and win wacky, wacky dollars. Void were prohibited. Winners paid through April 27. Travel along now to the last half of the sixth inning. The pilots four runs, five hits, no errors. And the Angels trying to catch up with things here. Two runs, eight hits, and no errors. On the mound, Marty Patton. Dick a moment ago mentioned Gus Triandos when he used to graduate Wilhelm of the Orioles. He's the only catcher I've ever known of who tried to commit suicide four times during a single season. He was Rick Constantine. He was such a lovable and still is such a lovable guy. But he would come to the ballpark, number one, he disliked Memorial Stadium in Baltimore because of its tremendous dimensions. And even with all of his power, it was a great challenge for Triandos. So he hit some of the longest home runs ever seen in that park. But at the same time, he'd think, oh boy, here we go. Perhaps again tonight, I'll have to work on the receiving end of that guy. And it would really gall him. <laughs> oh, he was an unhappy soul. But he tried to. I, I think one, one time he tried to hang himself with the trainer's quarters. <laughs> That was before Paul Richards uh, decided to come up with that big pillow glove. He had to work a couple years with just the normal-sized catcher's glove. Rodriguez leads off the Angels' sixth inning and takes the slider outside ball one. Angels trying to carve away at that Seattle lead that has stood since the top of the first inning when they scored four times. Angels got one in the second inning on singles by Rodriguez, Satriano, and Knopf. And... Got their second run in the fifth inning on Fregosi's home run. High, ball two, a fastball missing. Rodriguez grabs a handful of dirt as he leans out of the batter's box and looks at third base coach Mike Rourke for a sign. Tom Satriano on deck. Patton, who has had a long five innings and then was on the bases in the top half of this inning, could be tiring. The pitch in there with a fastball, two and one. Minnesota this weekend, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday. It'll be Brunette on Friday night, Rudy May Saturday night, and Tom Murphy on Sunday against the Twins. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Way outside. 3-1. And, and Patton appears to be struggling a bit. A little angry at himself. He takes a short walk in back of the mound. Hands on his hips. Now turns toward home plate. Fixes his cap. Both feet on the rubber. Gets a sign from McNerty. 3-1 to Rodriguez. Take him inside. Ball four. Walk the leadoff man. Sin of all pitchers. And Joe Schultz does not like the way Patton is pitching. And he's bounded out of the Seattle dugout. And is just about crossing the first baseline. As he walks toward the mound along with his catcher, Jerry McNerty, and the shortstop, Ray Euler, also comes in. So Patton may be removed here as Segee throwing hard down in the Seattle bullpen. Schultz asking, undoubtedly, Patton how he feels, but he doesn't seem very concerned about the answer. He's looking instead toward the bullpen, and now motions he wants a new relief pitcher. So that'll be all for Marty Patton, the ex-angel. Patton works five innings plus is responsible for Rodriguez. He allowed two runs, both earned, a total of eight hits. Marty, with a walk to lead off this inning, gave up three walks. And he struck out four. So Patton 
will lead the game. He is the pitcher of record. Cannot lose and could win his first outing for the Seattle Pilots. Here's the attendance tonight. Thousand nine hundred thirty fans paid at Anaheim Stadium. There are more than thirteen thousand in the ballpark. Eleven thousand nine three zero to see the Pilots debut in the American League. Coming into pitch and from the bullpen and the announcement being made now. Diego Segui. Say, would you like a winning combination? Well, here's one that's mighty difficult to top. For six dollars, you can get a combination of a reserve seat for the game against the Twins this Sunday and. An unlimited fun ticket to Disneyland. Good from 4 p.m. to midnight. The hand is for Patton. Now that Disneyland Angel doubleheader this Sunday. Tickets are available, and I understand from Dick Foster, the Angel ticket manager, that they've been moving very rapidly this week. So why don't you be a part of the action? They expect a crowd of 20 to 30,000 on Sunday, and we'd like to have you along, not only for the ball game, but all the fun at Disneyland from 4 until midnight. It will feature the AMPC ragtag band. You'll get a chance to meet the angel personalities as well as an 8 o'clock get-together on the Disneyland grounds. Any ride as many times as you want to ride on it as the park is closed to the general public and you have your own way with that Ticket for six dollars for reserve seats, seven dollars if you would like a box seat for the ball game. That's this Sunday. Disneyland doubleheader. Diego Segui. S-E-G-U-I. Effective as one of the prime relief pitchers for the Oakland Athletics. And he, along with former athletic bullpen star Jack Aker to be one of the best one-two combinations in the pen in the American League. And Joe Schultz, the manager of the Pilots, figures that he will lean very heavily upon those two right arms, Segui and Aker. He considers that one of his team's top strengths. He recognizes that his starting rotation is young and unproven in many instances, uh, Patton being a case in point. So he'll figure on going five, six, seven innings with his starter and then hope that that Satter can leave with the lead and then call upon Aker and Segui. Rodriguez at first base. With the walk, the Angels have the tying run at the plate, and Tom Satriano, the batter. Satch is one for one, singled to center, and walked. Segui, ball in the glove, gets a sign, now stretches from the belt, checks the runner at first, and here's the pitch. Swung on, line drive, right field, it's down on the line. Around second goes Rodriguez, into the corner goes the right fielder Whitaker, on a long by Satriano. Rodriguez will hold a third base. Fast yielding by Steve Whitaker, who was able to get to the ball before it hit the outfield barrier. And his strong throw to second base held Satriano at first. Rodriguez around the third easily. No one out. And Bobby Knopf the hitter. Satriano greets Mr. Segui rather rudely. For the tying run, Satriano at first base. The potential go-ahead run, Bobby Knopf the hitter. Knopf singled in a run in the second inning. It was his long fly ball that was speared by Mike Egan. And 
Bell for a single to knock in the run. Cannot then bounce into a double play in the fourth inning. After Satriano had walked the lead off, runners take their lead. The pitch to Cannot foul back on the screen. So the Angels have nine base hits off Seattle pitching, but trail four to two. Here they've gone first ball hunting, too, against Segee, which is uh, no doubt in watching him warm up with this idea in mind. Tommy Satriano first pitch for the base hit, and Bobby Knopp going after the breaking ball, trying for the same thing. Trying to get back against Segee, too, because he owns six lifetime wins over the Angels. So it's been tough. One strike to Knopp, who checks his swing on a high fastball. One and one. Diego Pablo Segee. Thirty years old, six feet tall, one eighty, Cuban born. One ball, one strike to count to Bobby Canab. Rodriguez is away from third. Satriano from first. The pitch swung on and a fly ball toward right. It's down the line and slicing toward the stands. Racing over is Whitaker. He leans in but can't get to it. Whitaker jumping on top of the tarpaulin and trying to reach in. It landed just in the first row. And Canab's spot well chosen. Had that ball been hit a little farther, then Whitaker would have had a play, but the tarpaulin actually served as a barrier keeping Whitaker away from the ball. Jack Aker and John Morris. Aker a right-hander, Morris a left-hander, warming up now for Seattle. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed, strike three. A change by Segui, and he had Knapp out in front, and a big strikeout recorded by the Seattle relief star. One away. Runners at third and first. And the pitcher spot up, and Roger Repos is out of the Angels. Batting for pitcher. Number six. Roger Repos. So the Angels trailing four to two. Trying to pick up at least one run here in the sixth inning. No one out. Rodriguez at third and Satriano at first after Aurelio had walked and Sachs singled a long single into the right field corner. But Segui bears down and gets Knopp on strikes. And here's Roger Repo. Rudy May warming up in the Angel bullpen. He'll be the Angel pitcher in the top of the seventh inning. Outfield deep and toward the right for Repos. Infield a double play depth. Repose, big, strong, left-handed hitter. Waits for Segui. Here comes the pitch. Swung on in this break one. Roger, in the spring, batted an even 300. Nine hits and 30 at-bats. Had one extra base hit in his nine hits. That a triple. He knocked in five runs and scored five times. Repose and field work and batting practice tonight continued to work out at first base. He'll be used there quite often, according to Bill Rigney. The one-strike pitch. Inside and high. One and one. Rocky Bridges aiding his runner, Satriano, at first base. And the third base coach for the Angels, Mike Rourke, guiding the actions of Aurelio Rodriguez, who continues his English lessons, and uh, each night he'll add a little word to his vocabulary as he greets those around the batting cage. The pitch swung on and missed strike two, and a blazing fastball by Segui. The 
Gallego reared back and pumped a high fastball across the letters and had that one by repose. Bill Voss and the top of the Angel Order awaiting a chance in the on-deck circle. So Sagey, after Patton is removed, following a walk to Rodriguez, allows a single by Satriano, and here's the one-two pitch. Swung on a miss, strike three. And Sagey, in the clutch, after giving up the single to Satriano, has recorded back-to-back strikeouts as he knocks down Knopf and repos. And here's Bill Voss. Voss looking for his first hit. Right field. Over three, line to center. Fly ball to left field and grounded unassisted to the first baseman, Don Mincher. And Voss, who delivered so many times in the clutch this spring to win an angel contract, is asked to try to check in at least one run here in the angel sixth inning. Two away now. Runners at the corners. Sagiri nods yes to the sign by McNurtney. And here's the pitch. Ross takes inside. It gets away from McNurtney. What they say? Foul ball? Yes. Nestor Shaylock motioning that the ball had tipped the bat of Voss as it caromed high in the air out in front of home plate. So one strike to Voss. So not only are the Angels not making contact with Sagi, but they're not getting good swings. Kanap and Repose both denied a healthy swing as they were fooled by the pitching slants of Diego Segui and Voss here on a check swing has one strike. Angels trail 4-2. The pitch. Inside. One and one. A fastball at the letters. Marty Patton. Five innings plus. Allowed two runs and eight hits. Segui, after giving up a hit on his first pitch to Santriano, has struck out Knopf and repose. Runners get their lead. Here's the pitch. Swung on, fly ball to center field, but it's playable. Waiting there and calling is the center fielder Gutsker, and he makes the catch. So quite a bit of pitching by Diego Segui with no one out and runners at third and first. He gets the Angels out without scoring. The Angels, no runs, one hit, no errors. They strand two and have now left eight runners in the ballgame. And after six, it's Seattle four, the Angels two. Ever hear of the losers in a pro game getting more money than the winners? It happened in the first World Series, 1903. Pittsburgh owner Barney Dreyfus turned his share back into the players' pool. It came to $134 more per man than the Boston winners got. Now, what, you may ask, does that have to do with Bush, the genial host of this time period? Well, how about something like, everybody comes up a winner when he calls for Bush. Best popular-priced beer in America. Priced beer in America. Have a glass. Or visit our Los Angeles brewery and we will prove it. Anaheim Stadium on opening night. A crowd of nearly 12,000 have watched.
watch the Seattle Pilots score four times from the top of the first inning and hang on to that lead. Four to two, top of the seventh now, and the new angel pitcher is left-hander Rudy May, who won four ball games in the spring, most by any angel pitcher. So the young left-hander, once up with a big club, then arm trouble, went down to the minors, and was forgotten, has returned to the big leagues and figures very prominently in this 1959 season. Roger Repo has moved into right field replacing Bill Voss and will hit in the pitcher's spot and may then now into the ball game is placed in the top spot in the batting order the number one spot all set top of the seventh and here again is Don I think well the Angels are the departments where they've had their problems then tonight in the second inning to have a man at third and with less than two outs a chance right then to score a run that would have whittled away at the lead up one run in the second, but they missed the second run. And for the Angels in the inning just completed, the same story. So instead of a tied-up game, the Pilots lead the Angels 4-2. to two. Rudy Mace fastball in for a strike to Steve Whitaker, and it's on one. So a couple of missed opportunities for the Californians tonight. The end of seven innings in San Diego, it's San Diego 2 and Houston 1. May a fast worker in the one-strike pitch. Fastball high and inside. Down to the dirt goes Whitaker. Ball one and strike one. Whitaker has been up one time in the ball game, coming into the lineup to replace the starter in right field, Egan. Pitch is cut on the foul. This will work out of play. Ball one and strike two. becomes the fourth Angels pitcher. Jim McLaughlin started it off, worked only a third of an inning, gave up four hits, four runs, no strikeouts and walk one. Clyde Wright worked an inning and two-thirds, struck out two, walk one, no hits. One-two pitch, almost had him. A little bit inside, the count is two and two. Eddie Fisher then worked four innings, allowed only one hit, struck out two and walked a pair. And we're in the seventh now with the Pilots leading at four to two. Seattle with five hits. The Angels have managed nine. May set up again in the 2-2 delivery. Fastball cut on and that's for strike three. So Whitaker right over the top of this and Rudy has his first strikeout. The batter will be Tommy Davis. Tommy with a single and a run scored in the first. Tommy Davis. Fly deep left field. to right field in the second and fly deep into center field in the fifth. Cantor May fires away again. Curve, beauty, strike one. For the relief pitchers, it's almost like working with a machine. With Wright and Fisher, and now the way Rudy May has started off things here in the seventh inning. Certainly been a machine-like proposition. The one-strike offering now to Davis. Fastball, and he shoves it foul. Down the first base side, about five feet outside the line. The count is strike two. Working rapidly and just as quickly, jumping out ahead of the hitters. Ahead of Whitaker, not Tommy Davis. Davis will be followed by Don Mitcher. The two strike pitch. Checked on a fastball. Took it high. One and two. So May will try it all over again. And the one-two pitch change here. Turn one over, throw it outside. Two and two. 
couple of pitches in there to Tommy Davis, not trying to change speeds on him. Had he been able to throw it somewhere near the strike zone, it might have been an effective pitch. It was about six inches outside. 2-2 delivery. Fastball pounded foul up on the screen. Just tried to buzz it by him, and the count stays at 2-2. Two two. Davis has gone for distance tonight, but he's one for three. The next pitch. Ground ball up the first base side. It's foul. And blood by Dick Stewart, charging across the line. 2-2. Two two. Imagine that as the season progresses, that little Stewart section will develop in the seats in the lower deck around first base, as was the case at Fenway Park in Boston. Calling it Stewart's private section. Fastball cut on. Missed for strike three. But Tommy Davis just collapsed at home plate with the violence of his swing and trying to find this one. Sinking fastball by Rudy May. And a pair of strikeouts here in the seventh inning. Sure. Now Don Minshew steps up. <laughs> You're listening to the Angel Seattle Pilot Game of April the 8th, 1969, the night Dick Enberg made his debut as a Major League Baseball announcer here on Sports Radio 710, KMBC. Okay, let's get back to baseball. We pick things up now with Don Wells as the Angels come to bat in the bottom of the seventh inning. Seattle leads it 4-2. to two. Stretch half of the seventh inning. Let's see what happens now. Jim Fergusi steps in to face Diego Segui. The batter, Jim Fergusi. Shortstop. Seattle's bundle came in the first inning when they picked up four runs. The Angels have been trying to cut away at it ever since. A run in the second, one in the fifth, and a couple of missed opportunities. Fergusi, who homered in the fifth inning, steps in. Diego Segui into the windup, the elaborate windup, the pitch, ground ball up the middle, going for it. Euler, shortstop has it, fires, gets in by 10 feet. So with one down, let's pause right now for station identification. This is the Angels Baseball Network. Stay tuned following tonight's Angels game for me, Johnny Magnus. I've selected some exciting music, and I've got the weather with the beat. Stay tuned to KMPC. Jay Johnstone gets a chance here in the last half of the seventh against the right-hander Diego Segui. Jay had a base hit in the first inning. Since then, it's grounded out and also popped out. Diego works to the plate. Curve. Jay ran up on it. Took it long outside. Ball one. San Diego with a 2-1 lead over Houston at the end of eight. Their game tonight at San Diego. Reichardt trying to continue his perfect night. That plate as the man is on deck. Segui delivers fastball, swung on, popped up. Going to be shallow in right center field. Coming in for it is Jim Gosker. He watches the center fielder, moves in, and makes the catch for out number two. Mentioned about the six lifetime wins that Segui has posted in competition with the Angels. Well, he was 1-0 against the Californians last year. You know, that elaborate motion, that big turn of the back, turns his back toward home plate, exposes all of that number 24, and Reichardt looks at a slider, hard slider for strike one. 
you run this man along after, say, it started like Marty Patton, who's more of the conventional wind-up style of delivery. Be tough to pick it up. Reichardt with a feeble swing on this. Rick trying to figure out what he had thrown. Pitch that kind of turned in on Rick, kind of bore in movement to the right-hander at a strike two. Reichardt with a base hit to the left in the first, went to right field with his head in the third, up the middle in the fifth. Segui now posts the advantage. Two strikes on Rick. Two outs and none on. Pilots four, the Angels two, last half of the seventh. Segui takes some time. Reichardt steps out. Mr. Shylock, now making the indication to Segui, go ahead and pitch. Two-strike delivery by Diego. Outside with it, one and two. One-two delivery, and Reichardt takes it low. The count is ball two and strike two. And as Harry Wismer, the late Harry Wismer, say, we've just received a very nice telegram here from Bill Tucker. Bill Tucker sending a wire to Dick Nelson and said, it is nice to know you'll be back again this year to do whatever it is you do. And the two-two delivery. Reichardt lobs it foul. Up but out of play. Hangs at two and two. Bill Tucker always did appreciate Dick's talents as an engineer producer. Two-two count on Reichardt. Nobody on the bases. And two away. And the pitch by Segui. And a swing and a miss. And a fastball for strike three. So Diego has three strikeouts. For the Angels, a quick story with nothing across. Score now at the end of seven innings at Seattle four and the Angels two. More than 20 years ago, Cincinnati and Brooklyn set a major league record that still stands in the record book. 19 innings of baseball that ended with the score. Cincinnati nothing, Brooklyn nothing. The longest scoreless tie game ever recorded. In smoking, however, there's no such thing as a tie when it comes to taste. Kent outscores all the others. King size or 100s, you just light up and good taste happens. No wonder people everywhere are saying, hey, what a good time for a Kent. times happen, that's the time for a Kent. You light up and, hey, good taste happens. What a good time for a Kent. You can enter home run for the money as often as you wish. Send your entry to Box 3, Los Angeles 90051. Many special groups in attendance tonight. Lou Mowbray from Palm Springs from Howard Manor with 225 loyal fans in Palm Springs. Watching the pilots and the angels with Seattle leading 4-2. Rich Rollins steps into the batter's box to look at Rudy May. The eighth inning gets underway, and let's get back to Dick. Angels trail 4-2, and Rollins takes the first pitch of fastball. 
Russell enters for a cold strike. Rollins tonight, the third baseman, has flown to left field, grounded to third, and walked facing Eddie Fisher in the fifth inning. He's over two. He'll be followed by Jim Gosker and Jerry McNurtney. May rocks into his wind up in the pitch. Curveball, line drive, left field. It'll drop in for a base hit in front of Reichard. Ball not hit that hard as it was off the handle of Rollins, but he served it into left field. The ball dropping quickly for a base hit. So that's the first hit off May and the sixth hit by the Pilots tonight. Looping a single to left field. Center field. Jim Gosher, the center fielder, 0 for 2, walked in the first inning, grounded to short, and struck out. Angel relief pitching outstanding. Clyde Wright worked an inning and two-thirds, no hits. Eddie Fisher, in four innings of work, allowed only one hit. Play Kent Newport and True's exciting game. Home run for the money. No one has a better chance of winning $1,000 or more than you. And we had a winner tonight on Jim Fregosi's home run. The pitch. Buntry towards Stewart at first base. Stewart fumbles off May and safe at first base is Gosker. And moving to second is Rich Rollins. May breaking off the mound as Stewart came in to field the ball. It was a high chopping bunt. Stewart evidently took his eye off it because it bounded off the heel of his glove to May. May trying to pick it up quickly in surprise, dropped it, and by that time, Seattle had runners at second and first and no one out. So the first error of 1969, almost predictably, goes to Dick Stewart. Actually, Gosker not charged with the time at bat as he was trying to sacrifice. He's safe on the air. Rollins to second base, and here's the catcher, McNurtney, and May steps off the rubber. Stewart already creeping in from first base, and Rodriguez from third, anticipating the bunt by McNurtney. The pilots bunting with one on and no one out, and now with two runners on, it figures they would try to move them along. Leading four to two, top of the eighth inning. May from the belt. Here's the pitch. Curveball, grounded to Fregosi at short. He goes to Kanat for one. Kanat's relay the first double play. the pitcher's best friend. The double play for Agosi to Kanap to Stewart, 6-4-3. And with two away, Rollins moves to third, and here's Ray Euler. Bill Rigney has jumped out of the angel dugout and is trotting out to the mound to be sure that Rudy May and Tom Satriano know all the possible plays that might be in the works for Seattle. Euler is not a strong hitter. They have an open base at first base, and it may be that Rodriguez at least asked his battery whether or not they'd like to walk Euler and force a decision by manager Joe Schultz as to whether or not he wants Segui to hit or lift him for a pinch hitter. And of course, the way Segui has been throwing, the Angels would like very much to get him out of the ball game. He has handcuffed the Angels since coming in in the sixth inning and relieved Marty Pettit. So here's Ray Euler. Euler is over two. He walked, grounded to first, and popped to third. Winding up his May, and here's the pitch. High fastball, ball one. So the Angels with their first double play of the new year. As the keystone combination of Fregosi and Kanap turn it over. The pitch to Euler, curveball, bunt try, misses, strike one. One and one. Well, the expansion teams have made it three out of three, and they're leading in the fourth game. The Padres of San Diego, two. The Houston Astros, one. A final from San Diego.
2-4-0 for the Padres, 1-5-1 for Houston. The pitch. Swung on, tapped toward Crosetti, the third base coach, who gives it a how do you do and lets it roll down off the barrier into the left field corner. The winner was Dick Selma. The loser, Don Wilson, 23,370 in San Diego to welcome Major League Baseball tonight. The one-two pitch to Euler. He takes high, ball two. Rollins at third base, two away, eighth inning, Seattle four, Angels two. So Kansas City beat Minnesota four to three. Montreal outlasted the New York Mets 11 to 10. San Diego wins two to one, and Seattle leads here four to two. Swing and a miss, strike three. Euler goes down swinging, and May pitches out of the inning. Rudy's third strikeout, and four, Seattle in the eighth. No runs. One hit, one error, and one man left. Angels coming to bat, bottom of the eighth inning, with a score, Seattle four, the Angels two. Last of the eighth inning, the Angels with nine hits, three more than Seattle, but have trailed throughout. Score now four to two, and against Diego Segui, it'll be Dick Stewart, Aurelio Rodriguez, and Tom Satriano for the Angels. Stewart has struck out twice and walked in the third inning. Diego Segui, who in two innings of work, has taken care of half of the outs himself with strikeouts. Perched to top the rubbers, Segui, ball in the glove, gets his sign, winds and delivers. High with a fastball, ball one. Segui, in a modified version of Louis Tian's show the hitter your numbers delivery, will kind of pause for a moment on his right foot while perched turn his back to the hitter and then twist and fire the ball. Here it comes. One ball delivery. Swung on and missed strike one. A ball and a strike to Dick Stewart. Angels got their two runs. One in the second inning on singles by Rodriguez, Satriano, and Knopp. And a home run by Fregosi in the fifth. The 1-1 pitch to Stewart. He swings and misses. One and two to Stewart. Pilots with four runs in the first inning off the start of McLaughlin. A double by Harper. He scored on a home run over the right field fence by Mike Keegan. A single by Davis. Mincher hit by a pitch. A walk to Gosker and McNurtney's bases loaded single accounted for the four runs. And they have held up throughout. The pitch. Taken high. Two and two. Segui turns to look at the big A scoreboard. Shows the totals, 4-6-0 and for Seattle, 2-9-1 and for the Angels. No one out, last of the eighth. And the Angels running out of time. 2-2 pitch from Segui to Stewart. Strike three swinging. Stewart down for the third time tonight. The fourth strikeout by Segui, who has been overpowering. That's the eighth strikeout recorded by Seattle pitching tonight. Tomorrow night, it'll be Mike Marshall and Andy Messersmith as Seattle and the Angels complete their brief two-game series off day Thursday, then the Twins in Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon, and then on Monday night, one game with the White Sox, and then we go on the road. The pitch to Rodriguez, high curveball, ball one. Aurelio, one for two. He singled to open the second inning and scored on Bobby Knopp's long drive that forced Keegan into that collision course in the right field corner. 
He struck out in the third and walked in the sixth inning. And it was the walk that uh, caused manager Joe Schultz to pull his pitcher, Marty Patton, inside with a fastball 2-0. In the sixth inning, Rodriguez walked to lead off. That's when Segui came in to replace Patton. Satriano on the first pitch lined a long single down the right field line. And with runners on first and third, Segui struck out Knopf and Repos and got Voss to fly out. Line drive, one hop. Euler with a fine play. His underhanded throw in plenty of time. Ray Euler with some fancy fielding in the Seattle infield. A low liner by Rodriguez that exploded at the feet of Euler who made the short hop and then the easy throw across. Threw away for the Angels in the eighth. And Tom Satriano, 2-4-2 tonight. Looping single to center in the second inning. Walked in the fourth. And a line single down the right field line in the sixth inning. The only hit off Segui, who since has retired eight men in a row. Satch, left-handed hitter, chokes up on the bat. Segui winds and fires. High with a slider. Seattle infield and outfield, well balanced. Medium depth, playing Satriano straight away. Reichardt with three hits, Satriano with two tonight. The pitch, fastball in there for a strike. Fergosi with a home run, Johnstone with a single, Reichardt with three singles. Single by Rodriguez, two singles by Satriano, a single by Canop. The Angel Nine hits. The pitch. Foul back to the screen. One and two to Tom Satriano. That was an off-speed pitch by Segui. Jim Bowden, who is now a bona fide knuckleballer, has stopped throwing, and now it's John Morris working very easily down in the bullpen for Seattle. Jack Aker is also resting after being completely warm. The 1-2 pitch. Ground ball sharply into right field, and Satriano has his third hit of the night. Satch and Reichardt, three hits apiece, and the Angels now with a total of ten. Trail four to two, and Bobby Knopp representing the tying run with two outs in the eighth inning. He'll step in, he knocks some dirt from his plate as he checks with third base coach Mike Roar. The Angels have Bob Chance, big left-handed hitter, on the bench yet as a possible pinch hitter as we come up to the pitcher's spot. The ninth spot in the order, manned by Roger Repos. And then, after repose, it's the pitcher's turn where a chance might be used if a right-hander is still in the game. Here's the pitch to Knopf. Inside fastball, ball one. Bobby, with that long fly ball into the corner and right, Hegan made a spectacular play on it, but as he caught the ball, crashed into the barrier and was knocked... uh, Woozy, ball fell free. Knopf got an RBI single, but was out as he passed the runner Satriano at first base. The pitch grounded sharply, but right at Rollins at third. Big hop, he goes to short way for the force at second. So the Angels are out in the eighth inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, one left. They stranded nine. And we go to the top of the ninth inning with the new Seattle Pilots leading four to two. Bush. 
popular priced beer in America. And drink and Nelson, we're mighty happy that you joined us on opening night at Anaheim Stadium as the Seattle Pilots are just three outs away from making it a clean sweep for the new clubs. The new franchises, about three outs away at least, about to make it a sweep, four victories on opening night. And that really goes. What are the odds on that? Jimmy the Greek in Las Vegas would have to be up in triple figures to up with a line on all four new teams winning their debut game. Here's Diego Seguet leading off against Rudy May. A big swing and a miss. Little right-handed hitter. Marty Patton, the starter, was one for three for the Pilots. First trip up there for Seguet. With Seattle leading four to two. Four runs in the first inning. High with the fastball. One and one. Rudy May throwing to Diego Segui. Then it'll be Tommy Harper and Steve Whitaker for the Pilots. Pilots with six hits in the ballgame. Four in the first inning. Swung on and missed the curveball. One and two. Harper's double. Home run by Hegan. Single by Davis. And a bases loaded single by Jerry McNurtney. And Jim McLaughlin was out of the ballgame. Four runs having scored. Two men on. Strike three called as May hits the outside corner with a fastball. Rudy May, very effective in relief tonight, has his fourth strikeout. Second base. In fact, the Angel relief pitching since uh, McLaughlin retired but one hitter in the first inning, the rest of the way allowing only two hits. The pitch to Harper is a fastball in the corner inside for a strike. Harper, leadoff double in the same inning, he recorded the third out when he grounded to Rodriguez with the bases loaded. Aurelio got the force at third. He walked in the fourth and popped to third. His only other time up, so Harper is one for three. Tommy, with great speed, takes outside one and one. May wears glasses. Cranks up and fires again. Curveball, strike two call. Wide right, an inning and two-thirds in relief of McLaughlin in the first inning. No runs, no hits. Eddie Fisher, four fine innings, allowing only one hit, no runs. And now Rudy May, working in his third inning, he's allowed just one hit and no runs. May nods okay. The one-two pitch. Harper takes outside and high. Ball two. Angel infield remains intact. Rodriguez for Gosi, Canop, and Stewart. The outfield, Reichardt in left, Johnstone in center, and Roger Repos in right. The pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. Now, Rudy May strikes out Segee and Harper to open the ninth inning and now has a total of five in his two and two thirds innings to work. And here's Steve Whitaker. Whitaker up twice in relief of the injured Mike Hegan has grounded the second and struck out. First man facing May in the seventh inning. Hegan, we're happy to report, the first indication was he suffered only a sprained wrist and a bruised hip. 
the pitch to Whitaker. A long drive to right, but it'll be fouled by a good distance way back in the stands in the mezzanine level. And then it trickles down into the lower deck where a youngster racing with a ball all the way down the line, down an empty aisle, got the rebound. One strike to Steve Whitaker. Now this scores Pittsburgh, six, St. Louis, two. The pitch, foul back to the screen. The Cubs, seven, the Phil six. Montreal beat the Mets 11 to 10. And San Diego over Houston, two to one. Atlanta, the only team in the big leagues with two victories on the new year. A 10 to two win over the Giants tonight. The American League, Kansas City beat Minnesota, four to three. Detroit over Cleveland, six to two. Boston beat Baltimore. The pitch. Excuse me, swing, and a foul back to the screen. Boston beat Baltimore 6-5. See, I guess that takes care of uh, all the games except this one here. Oh, and Oakland uh, tonight defeated the White Sox 5-2. We'll have all the home runs and pitching details on the postgame show. The pitch swung on and missed. Strike three, Rudy Mays strikes out the pilot inning, and he leaves after three sparkling innings, striking out six Seattle hitters. Three up, three down for the Pilots. Bottom of the ninth inning, and the Angels' final turn as they trail Seattle four, the Angels two. If a baseball team slipped an extra man into their infield or into their batting order, it would hardly be sportsmanlike, although at times you might be tempted if you had the chance. Well, Continental Airlines has an extra man on their flight team, and it's absolutely great. He's called the Director of Passenger Services, and he's on every Continental Boeing fan jet. He doesn't do the work of the four lovely hostesses, oh, no, sir. He's on board to do extra things for you, things that aren't easy to come by on the other airlines, like phoning ahead for you to make a hotel or rental car reservation, or helping you make a close connection, or even selling you a ticket if you didn't have time to buy one before you came aboard. Why does Continental put this extra crew member in the cabin? Well, that's the difference Pride makes. The airline that's better because it wants to be. Continental Airlines, the proud bird with a golden tail. Number 20, Wayne Comer. Wayne Comer inserted as a defensive replacement in the Seattle outfield. Comer is in left field replacing Tommy Davis. So the outfield for the pilots reads Comer in left, Yasker in center, Whitaker in right. It's Mincher and Harper, Euler and Rollins on the infield, McNurtney the catcher, and Diego Segui. Now in his fourth inning in relief, the pitcher, Roger Repos, leads off for the Angels to be followed by the pitcher's spot, and Lou Johnson is kneeling in the on-deck circle, so Sweet Lou will make his official debut under the halo tonight. Final score, ABA playoff, Oakland 121, Denver 99. All set now, last of the ninth inning. Angels trail 4-2. to two. The Pilots pitcher Diego Segui winds and fires the repos, a strike at the knees. Joe Schultz told Don Wells on our Angel warm-up show, before the year's over, the American League will know all about us, and we're going to rough up a few people, and the Angels know all too soon. Segui delivers low. Here the Diego turned that one over a bit as it was moving away from the left-handed hitter. A ball and a strike to repos. Roger 
as a pinch hitter with one out and runners at the corners in the sixth inning became the second strikeout victim of Segui. This is his second trip. Angels would like to see him get on there. The 1-1 pitch inside and just missed the corner. 2-1. and one. The Angels in their cut down to 25 have nine pitchers, three catchers. They have six infielders and seven outfielders. Segui brushes off the first sign given by McNurtney, and here's the 2-1 pitch. Checks the wing, low, ball three. Three balls and a strike, and Segui unhappy with himself as he had evidently negated the sign given by McNurtney. He wanted to throw that change, and it dropped low. Repose did not bite. So Roger... For the Angels trailing 4-2, to two, and any base runner would bring up the potential tying run may be asked here to take this 3-1 pitch. Segui nods okay, winds, and delivers. High, ball four. That's the first walk given up by Segui, and the fans recognize Sweet Lou. Park as an angel, and that was last Sunday. He was three for four and hit a two-run home run in the ninth inning to tie it and send it into overtime, 6-6 with Oakland. Repose with his lead. The pitch to Johnson. Check swing, strike call in the outside corner. A good slider thrown by Segui. So, some 13,000 fans in the ballpark. Some have left, but some here to try to cheer on the angels in their final turn. Trailing 4-2. to two. Repose with a lead. The one-strike pitch to Johnson. He takes just off the corner. One and one. Old Dizzy Dean would say, eyes like an eagle on that one. That was a good pitch thrown by Segui. A ball and a strike. Jim Fregosi on deck. If you want to look ahead after Fregosi, it's John Stone and Reichardt. Repose with a walking lead. Mincher playing just behind him. The pitch in the dirt. Blocked nicely by McNurtney. Two and one the count. And Johnson asked plate umpire Nestor Shylock to look at the ball after it skidded into that red brick around home plate, and Shylock throws it out of play. McNurtney rubs a wrinkle into a new ball and returns it to the mound, and Diego Segui down on the Seattle bullpen. Action stirs a right-hander and a left-hander. The left-hander is Morris. I believe the right-hander is Aker. Two balls, one strike. The action pitch coming up to Lou Johnson. Lou with that open stance as Repose takes his lead. Here it comes. High ball three. And here comes the barber. Sal Magley jogs out to the mound to talk with Diego Segui. And Segui walks off the mound and blows on his hands a little uh, saliva. And... He made quite a point of walking off the mound to do that, to make sure he was on the grass part of the infield. Magley, out for the first time when Marty Patton was removed, it was the manager, Joe Schultz, who came to the hill. Segui stays. Magley jogs back to the dugout. 
evidently had a message that was very brief to offer his little right-handed relief star. Three balls and a strike, and Segui is ready. Checks the runner and delivers. High ball four. Johnson works the game for a walk. Repose moves up 90 feet. And here's Jim Fergosi. Rich Rollins comes in from third base, and this might, might be a delaying tactic. Rollins called in to chat with the game. Got Fergosi, the hitter. Aker, a right-hander, is ready. And the left-hander, Morris. Fergosi tonight, one for four. His home run in the fifth inning cut the lead to four to two. Angel fans calling for a repeat. Runners take their lead. Fregosi squares and takes high ball one. So the bunt was on. Mincher pulled in from first base, and here comes Joe Schultz. So that'll be all for Segui, who suddenly has become wild high. Segui with his back to the Seattle dugout in a manner of not wanting to look at Schultz, but he's through as this is the second appearance by. Seattle manager or his representative in this inning. So Segui, after three brilliant innings in relief, allowing only one hit and striking out four, runs into control problems in the last of the ninth inning. Leading four to two, he walks Ripos and he walks Lou Johnson. And as Jim Fregosi waits and chats with Jay Johnstone, the on-deck hitter, we pause for station identification. This is the Angels Baseball Network. This is Bruce Anson, KMPC News. When the news breaks, KMPC puts the pieces together. Stay tuned following the game for the latest news. KMPC, Los Angeles. The count, one ball to Jim Fregosi, who leans on his bat as if it were a big walking stick. Now turns and nervously strolls toward the angel dugout. Started in from the bullpen in right field is the right-hander Jack Aker, A-K-E-R. Aker, a Fireman of the Year trophy winner well, with the Kansas City A's. And a man that the Angels have long sought to get under a halo themselves. But they're successfully Jack Aker. Jack Delane Aker. Larry, California, is 6'2 and 190. He was drafted 12th by Seattle, and his first pitch is in the dirt and gets away from the catcher, McNerdney. In 1966, Aker won the fireman honors as he had 26 saves to lead the major leagues and won eight more ball games, losing four in 66 game appearances. Then in 67, he sailed off to a 3-8 and eight record with a 4.30 ERA the year before, the year he won the honor, 1.99, as he was almost letter perfect. Last year with Oakland, he divided eight decisions, four and four, and his ERA again was over the four-run mark, 4.08. Jack Aker. And Don is trying to search back to the exhibition schedule. I believe it was Aker that was pitching when Dick Stewart 
hit one of his springtime home runs, so we may be in error. I think you're right. It's right to the back door now. Think back to something else, too. He kind of tied for Gosman, but not in that same game, as I recall. The man's going to come from the side to the right hander, so you've got to keep your head in there. You've got to stay in and out. Pick out 1 0. In a 14 9 win, Seattle over the Angels in Tempe, Dick Stewart hit a grand slam pinch home run off Taker that gave the Angels the lead 8 7. Fragosi with the infield in looking for the bunt. Aker stares back at second. His pitch. Inside. Ball two. No one out. Repos a good runner at second base. Johnson, who loves to fly, is at first base. Representing the tying run. The count now 2-0. And if your manager, Bill Rigney, do you let Fergosi take a swipe at this 2-0 pitch with that infield moving around looking for the bunt? Aker's ready. Here it comes. Bunted by Fergosi. Good bunt. Third baseline. Rollins has it. His throw across in time. And Fergosi gets the job done. Uh, there are all kinds of things that make you a major leaguer. And there's one of the toughest plays to make. You have to bunt it hard enough so that the third baseman has to deal the ball. And Fergosi's bunt was perfect. Rollins got the foot out with Tommy Harper, the second baseman, covering it first. The out recorded 5-4. to four. So it's one away. Jay Johnstone, the hitter. Repos at third. And just a single away from tying the game is Lou Johnson at second base. The right side of the infield, looking for Johnstone to pull, very deep. Harper's on the grass, and Don Mitchell, the first baseman, only a couple of steps away from the outfield grass. Outfield deep and around toward right. The wind-up by Aker, the pitch to Johnstone, strike call, a fastball on the outside corner. Johnstone tonight singled in the first inning, then grounded to first, popped to second, fly ball to center field, he's one for four. Rick Reichardt, who is three for four, He's in the on-deck circle. Johnstone, bat, held straight, perpendicular to the ground. The pitch off the barrel end of the back, cued right to Reichardt in the on-deck circle, strike two. So Johnstone out in front of that curveball, just a, a little miscue over to Reichardt. 0-2, acre way ahead. Goes to the bill of his cap, then to the rosin bag, then to the dirt his chin, wiping the side of his face on his right shoulder. Now Fidgets goes to the belt. Ball in the glove as he gets a sign from McNurkney. The 0-2 pitch on its way to Johnstone. Jay swings, taps it toward the right side. A run will score, but Harper throws out Johnstone. There are two outs, and Lou Johnson moves to third. Repo scores the third run for the Angels. The score now, Seattle 4, the Angels 3. Lou Johnson at third base, and here's Rick Reichardt. Reichardt singled on the ground to left in the first, singled on the ground to right in the third, lined to single to center in the fifth. He struck out against Segui in the seventh inning, three for four. And the RBI king last year for the Angels, and again this spring, asked to deliver on opening night and force this one into overtime. Johnson strolls away from third base. Reichardt ready in the batter's box. Aker delivers. Swung on and missed. Mike Long. Inside fastball thrown by Aker. Right into the power of Reichardt. He had a good rip. Outfield very deep. 
for Rick. And the right fielder, Steve Whitaker, now is motioned to move back toward right field. He's been playing over in right center. Infield deep. Johnson with his lead. Aker will work from the stretch. The one-strike pitch. Sidearm, chop foul right at the feet of Reichardt. 0-2. Oh, so, Jack Aker jumps in front of Johnstone, 0-2, oh, and, and now has two strikes on Reichardt. Both pitches to the right-handed hitter, Reichardt, have been from the sidearm delivery. And both fastballs tailing right in on the hands of Rick. Tying run, 90 feet away. Lou Johnson, hands on his hip, studying the pitcher, Aker, who's in position on the rubber. Reichardt set in the batter's box. Here comes the 0-2 pitch from Jack Aker. He looks at third, looks again, now again, and now delivers. Chopped down the third baseline foul. A play like that could be troublesome for the Seattle infield. As we mentioned, they're playing Reichardt very deep. And Reichardt has excellent speed. And an infield hit would serve the same purpose of a triple here. That's to tap the ball game. Johnson eagerly takes his lead at third base. As far away from the bag as Rich Rollins is from third base. Aker, not working from the windup, says no and then yes. Two-strike pitch. Chopped down the third baseline. Rollins has it on two hops. His long throw in time. And the Seattle Pilots jubilantly leap in the air. They have won their first game ever. And it's a clean sweep for all the new franchises as the Pilots in the final game to go into the books on this opening night follow the lead taken by the Montreal Expos, the Kansas City Royals, the San Diego Padres, and now it's the Seattle Pilots who tonight at Anaheim Stadium before 11,930 fans defeat the Angels 4-3 to on four first-inning runs. With the total, here's done. I for Seattle, four runs, six hits, no errors. They left seven men on. The Angels, three runs, ten hits, one error, stranded ten men. Marty Patton, the winner now, one and all. And Jim McLaughlin, the loser, on one. Two homers in the game. Mike Egan in the first for the man on. Jim Fregosi in the fifth with nobody on. And the paint attendance, 11,930. Well, our guest tonight is Tommy Davis of the Seattle Ball Club and following the home run by Mike Egan with a man on in the first inning. Tommy came through with a base hit. Pilots kept it rolling. Finally, Jerry McNerty came through with a single. That drove in two runs as both Tommy Davis and Don Mitchell scored. Let's meet our guest right now, Tommy Davis, and start things off with Dick. Tom with two outs and Lou Johnson at third in the ninth inning and the score then four to three as Don Mitchell caught the throw from Rollins for the final out of the game and Seattle had won. He leaped triumphantly off the bag, both hands over his head, and I guess that pretty well symbolizes the feeling of all the ballplayers who are now with a new team, the Pilots, and congratulations on your first win. Thank you, Dick. Uh, we worked very hard this spring. we got a lot of fellows who've had experience, and uh, they know the meaning of winning, and uh, we want to prove to the rest of the league that this is no uh, pushover. We're not a team that's just going to go out in the field and, and, uh, and just lay down in every game. We have uh, a pretty good offensive club. You know, you got Rich Rollins, and you're Starting off in the top, uh, Tommy Hopper, who was a good leadoff man, and young Mahegan, I can't say enough about because he had a fantastic spring. And then you got Mincher, Don Mincher. We got fellows who are going to swing that bat. And uh, uh, with the pitching handling itself like it did tonight, I think we're going to be pretty tough, Dick. Tom, you won the game in the first inning, so let's go back to that very first time at bat for the franchise. Harper gets the double, then Hegan hits the home run, and 
it appeared that your line drive through the middle against McLaughlin upset him perhaps even more than the home run. You really drilled one through him. I don't know how you prevented that ball from uh, uh, hitting him, in fact. Well, that could have upset him, of course. If he got hit with that, he might have gotten hurt. It was hit fairly good. But a pitcher sometimes can't get down fast enough to protect himself. He worries about that more often than getting a, maybe a home run or something because he could be out for a while and, and maybe not get a chance to get it, regain his confidence and his, and his style again. Uh, I would imagine he took a little time to recover, but is uh, a good pitcher, and I'm quite sure he'll come back. Well, Tommy uh, made the comment earlier about uh, your manager, Joe Schultz, that Joe uh, is uh, a fellow that doesn't like to see any timid hitters around. He doesn't want any defensive hitters on his team. Oh, and he, you guys are all, you know, you're up, up there. Everybody's going to take a good rip. Well, I'll tell you, Joe, keep your, keep your mind on baseball. He had us working pretty good this spring, and he gave the, the ball players, uh, the hitters on the club, a lot of uh, live batting practice. So he liked to see a lot of hitting. And also a whole lot of exercises, a whole lot of running this spring, too. Well, you did a lot of lot of calisthenics, huh? I did. We did it uh, practically every day until, uh, in fact, we did it until uh, he got tired. Huh? No. <laughs> and, in fact, we did it yesterday also. We did the calisthenics up to the beginning of the season. Well, you know, it's an interesting thing. You see, fellas, you've known in baseball, you, especially, say, on opening night or opening day, and there's usually a little looseness, but it didn't seem to hold true with your team when they arrived tonight. You're kind of a somber crew, and it's sort of, the, the de- it seems that the dedication started early for you. I'm telling you, we can feel a difference. Uh, I feel Joe got us together uh, real quick as a family, and uh, fellas seem to know each other. Just, we've been playing for a long time, so I think this is going to help. This is going to be a good, good club, I think. Tommy, Mike Hegan made a sensational play on the outfield only to crack in that uh, collision course into the outfield wall. Have you had a chance to see him or talk with him since the injury? No, I haven't. I asked a couple of players uh, on the bench what had happened. And uh, somebody had said earlier that uh, he was bleeding from the mouth. Uh, but uh, that wasn't uh, uh, a major injury. Evidently, must have bit his tongue or something. But uh, he ran into it with his wrist and his hip. Now, they're going to take x-rays of it, uh, I, I mentioned, and, uh, and, uh, but he said he felt real good, and uh, just pretty bad bruises, I guess. Boy, he's a good one. I'll tell you, he's going to be great. He had a fantastic spring, and right now he should be here because uh, he really worked hard tonight. Well, Tommy, I know one thing. I uh, looked over the uh, line scores of the other games of the American League. The White Sox had three hits in their game at Oakland, so their attack is about the same. I, I think that you fellows are on the right track. You're going to come up with quite a few hits during the course of the year. Yeah, well, uh, as you well know, the White Sox, the Dodgers, and a couple other clubs, they play for the one run, and, and if things don't go right for them, they, they could easily get in trouble. But if you have a club who might give up one or two uh, runs defensively, but it can get six to ten offensively, it's a different story. Well, I want to thank you very much for being our guest, and we certainly hope that you have a terrific 1969 with the Seattle Club. Don and Dick, it's always nice talking to you, fellas.